Say it with me now. You know, nobody told me life would be this way. Yeah, that's going to be relevant in a bit. Welcome, everybody, to Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, a three-man, one-four wrestling podcast. We welcome you today to the episode. If you are a what? If you're a returning listener, welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. And if you are a new listener, uh, strap yourselves in, because we're going to talk a lot of bollocks. Yeah, mostly about wrestling. Mostly about wrestling, sometimes about our bollocks. But talk, um, about, you, talk about yourself. Don't assume. And around the mic tonight. It's me, Ash. And I'm Russ. Uh, what's uh, What's new with you? At work. Yeah. Finally working now. It's only only had two days as of recording, so uh, it's not gone too shit. <laughs> That's why you you've lasted for yeah. what a week. Yeah, officially a week. I did like the introduction on Monday, went in the next day, and then was in the Friday. So. Well, that sounds very exciting. It does, mate. You're really selling that. <laughs> oh yeah, I sell I sell better than CM Punk at power bombs. Oh, all right, leave it out. <laughs> Right, should we go through? Let's go through some of the news we've got. It's a bit lighter on the ground than it was last week. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard that some people are still just finishing it from our last episode when they started last week. That's yeah, I mean because it is a it is a long one. Um, That's what she did. <laughs> so originally this week, I also wanted to go through the recap for Wrestle Kingdom sixteen, but again, you're talking about things being long. I've I've still not found the time to watch it. But I promise uh, that in the episode next week, I will be covering Wrestle Kingdom 16. But Well, um, can I just say we have a history of promising we'll do something? <laughs> that's, yeah, no, yeah, it's a bad track record on yeah. that front. But I mean, we will do things that we said in the past, we will do, a guarantee. No, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. But I, I definitely will be recapping Wrestle Kingdom. It is honestly just a case of just not had the time to watch it because... You're talking about it's, it's a three-day spectacle, and I would imagine like they're they're probably about four hours long each. Yeah, there's, day. there's like nine matches every day, something like that, and that includes pre-show. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. But okay. I, I've got a bit of time um, beginning of next week, so we we shall see. But yeah, we got some interesting news, I suppose, this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about Walter's name change. My God. What a debacle. <laughs> Don't spoil it. WWE are um, supposedly disappointed with NXT 2.0. We're going to be talking about Mustafa Ali's request release. Leo Rush has confirmed that he's leaving AEW. Shock. <laughs> talking about some bloke called Cody. Cody Show! Ah. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Uh, we're going to we've got a what if segment uh, coming up for you, and we're going to be looking at what if Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy. You know how we said it was going to be a short episode. <laughs> what if he'd stayed in the WWE? And some Royal Rumble predictions, which yeah. I'm going to be the winner of, obviously. Well, well, that's all right. We'll see about that, won't we? And then to close the show off, we've got some exciting news coming up for the YouTube channel, um, particularly around our first video and 
some things that's going to be moving forwards over the next few months. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later, obviously. But it's, yeah. not, it's not going to be about the uh, clips of uh, episodes we've already done before. It's going to be something different. Yes. Yeah, we're finally going to put a camera on. You're finally going to release that episode of them last year? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, still in the pipeline. Um, but yeah, no, look, before we go into all of that stuff... We absolutely have to begin the show by talking about John Moxley and his return to AEW after... Uh, three months? I think, yeah, about three months. So just shortly before Full Gear, wasn't it? Yeah, because he was meant to be in the uh, Illumination Tournament and finals. Potentially, yeah, it was going to be him and, and Brian Danielson in that final uh, match at Full Gear. But of course, obviously, he had admitted himself into rehab due to uh, being addicted to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, came out on Dynamite, opened up the show, looking pretty damn good. Yeah, um, there was a video, uh, photo I saw, a comparison of before and after, and yeah. it just looks so much different. I, you, you don't, you couldn't really, like, at the time, I, I wasn't processing that, like, he just didn't look well, but compared to, like, what he looked like when he came out. Mm. And, you, and that side-by-side comparison you were saying there, you see, like, kind of how bloated he was and red he was. Um, and the guy looks great. And I, it's, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Success story that you like to see happen. Yeah. Hopefully he stays on the on the track and, you know... Um, it's tr- I just guess it's, it's just really tricky, isn't it? Like, you can't... You just... Sometimes you just cannot tell with some people what, they, what they're going through and what demons they have and... And this, that, and the other, but f- absolute fair play to him for for coming back so quick as well, and, and looking just so much better. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't the fact he was doing a speech, I'd rather have him be a surprise, like come back, and not let everyone know. I mean, he was going to come back for GCW. Yeah. So I think because that was announced first, I think they kind of had to, didn't they? Like yeah. If if you were going to have him show up in in GCW first. And you know he's contracted to AEW, so he's, oh, yeah, and it does, it makes sense. But I mean, he is their champion, but I don't, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say would you be annoyed from a GCW uh, retrospective that they've done it. They, they've said he'll be the first wrestling mm. when he technically was on Rampage, and that was recorded the same night as Dynamite. Uh, wasn't Rampage live this week? I thought they were, I don't know because I just know they've been. I I think I think I could be wrong with that, but I think Rampage was live this week. But um, I mean, regardless, uh, where you know wherever he was going to show up first, fact of the matter is he's back. Mox is back, and that's a good thing. Not everybody obviously feels the same way. Oh yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about that? Well, there's a, there's a name for these type of people. It begins with C and ends in Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad. I mean, the guy literally just gets into the ring and, you know, everybody's seen this by now, but Moxie enters the ring. He's got the mic. He's about, what, 10 seconds, 20 seconds yeah, into like, cutting this like promo? It, it's not like it's, um, yeah, it's not like it's just like halfway through or whatever. And like Straight away from the get-go, you could hear the guy booing. So I don't know how like they had the mic set up, but like for one guy out of that crowd to be as clear as he was... Um, but you could hear him booing and it was a bit kind of weird. Yeah. And then it just, it kind of goes a bit quiet. And there were a few points, uh, at the crowd on Dynamite where it, it sounded like it went quite quiet. So, um, yeah, it's a bit, a bit strange, but 
the guy shouts, what was it? It was something like... Um, get on with it or something to that extent, No, it, it wasn't. It was get this, like, it was get this drunk piece of trash out of the ring or something. It was, it, it was, or it was like have another drink. Apparently, before that, there's a few different reports did going he, about, but it was hundred. It was along those lines, basically. Did we know if this guy himself was drunk? No, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe. But I mean, you're allowed to be drunk at a wrestling show and have a good time, but just don't be a bloody dickhead about it. Yeah. Um, it's just just weird. Like you know, you can you can you can go in and you can say what you want. You, you're a paying customer in that regard, but. Oh, just it's just respects, isn't it? Like the guys just come back, whether you like Mox or not, because you're not even his biggest fan. No, I, have, I don't. It's just I've, I'd rather him being. I don't understand. I didn't understand personally why he was like the rest wrestler a couple of years ago, when all of his best matches seemed to involve weapons, and all of his regular matches didn't just do it for me. That's just that's personally how I feel. But but I never I was never a fan when he was WWE champion in that era. Yeah, but that was a yeah, but that was a bit of disappointing anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, and the whole Stone Cold podcast kind of put the final nail in it. But um, uh, yeah, but you know, regardless, you wouldn't say that sort of thing no. to somebody. It's just it's just bizarre, man. And there's been surprisingly, honestly, and I'm, I'm I use the word surprisingly, but it it is kind of shocking the amount of people that are not necessarily siding with this guy. In the crowd, but they've turned it into oh my god, AW soft, or on a bigger picture, wrestling's become soft because oh boohoo, he's upset the wrestler, so let's kick him out of the arena. Or oh, what you know, why doesn't Mox have thicker skin? Or why does? Yeah. And I mean, like you, honestly, guys, like if if you are of that kind of, if that's the way you look at it, just try and look at it from this different perspective. If you genuinely think that he doesn't have thick skin, when the guy could openly admit, openly himself admitted that he had a drink problem, put himself into rehab, and has gone put himself all through that to try and make himself better. But you think he doesn't have thick skin? <laughs> you know, the types like he's a professional wrestler. The types of matches that he's he has had that he does have the things he puts his body through, and both in and out of the ring seemingly. You can't. It's just not a viable thing mm. to me. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not a response. The, at the end of the day, the guy was out of line, and that sort of shit. It's not about wrestling being soft. I don't think it's about AEW being soft or wrestling as a whole being soft. It's literally just about just take that shit elsewhere, take that negativity elsewhere because you just don't need it. And if you had less of that in the world to begin with, you know what? Maybe people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would be a bit better, but you know, not I, I, possible. Yeah, but you know what I mean, man. It's just, it just, it just don't need it, and it was completely uncalled for. But you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> Screw him. He was not a fan. No, I mean, call it Bubba Ray. Moxie should apologise for what he said. Oh, I wanted to come on to this now. Yeah, so Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, on uh, I think it was on Busted Open. Yeah, that's his usual. So, place he's. Well, I, th- I think he's got radio show, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, no, he is. He's he's on there, um, and I think this is where, yeah, it was where the comments were made. But he said, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the the full quote up to kind of go through the whole thing with you. It's a bit rich that um, a guy like Billy Billy Ray back in the day would just like rip into the audience and try and get heat. Yeah, and I don't like. I know it's bad. I know it was on ECW, and it was like. Um, 
they didn't have like the big money guy like a Tony Khan or the big company like a TBS um, behind them. But still, it was like... I know, I know yeah. I know, yeah. obviously... I want to talk about it in a bit, like the like terming terminology, like uh, the fact that do you would you still call a female wrestler a diva? Nowadays? No, not even no, absolutely not. It's just that um, no, there's a vignette for the quintessential di- quintessential diva for Impact, and it's that's a term that you don't use anymore. No, it's absolutely not. I think that's it's archaic. But um, right, we can come back to that. But I'm just going to... I've just got this up now. So this is... Obviously, only a, it's only a small part of what he said. There was obviously a larger conversation surrounding this. But uh, the quote was, again, from Bully Ray regarding John Moxley. We have our demons. These demons got the best of John for a time period where he had to step away from AEW. I would have liked to have heard him say a bit of an apology to the AEW fans. Um... That's kind of like the main transcript taken away. Again, larger conversation, but essentially what Bully Ray is talking about there is that John Moxley owes the AEW fans an apology. What do you think of that? I don't buy that at all. I mean, yeah, he said fuck on TV, which been. He's not talking about that though. He he means more about the fact that he he had to step on. away. What he's he said say I'm sorry because I went away because I had yeah to- no it's nothing to do with him saying fuck because right. that's what I'm saying mean Bull- Bully Ray has been um, you know Bully Bully Ray's no no stranger to doing that in the ring himself yeah uh, I'm just thinking should Luchasaurus apologise because he injured a wrestler no yeah but Luchasaurus didn't injure Ray no, Phoenix but he didn't he didn't mean to no yeah but he didn't injure. I think it's no, it's well, different. I, mean, I, th- I, th- I think Bully Ray's looking at it in terms of that it was something outside of the ring that John John, John Stevens outside of the ring caused him to not be able to do his job. CM Punk never apologised for saying I walked away and didn't come back for so long. Mm, well, he, he did, but he also did it in a way that was like, but you've got to understand, I did it for my own yeah. health. Um. I mean, he, same punctual. But, in, but I, I don't think necessarily looking at other examples no, here just, is I'm the way to do punctual, it. I'm just saying punctual apologise for his UFC career because that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, look, Moxley here though doesn't need to apologise. No. I think that is mainly what most people are, are kind of agreeing with. Uh, obviously, Renee um, put out a tweet herself. I think she's just saying like bad take, um, thumbs down, and then Paige got involved. Well, yeah, she's. I was gonna say she's got. She had problems in her own life. Like the, the well, a lot of people do, but I mean, it's but, you know, she she kind of jumped in. I think off the back of Renee's tweet and basically just saying there's a reason everyone prefers Devon. And um, <laughs> yeah, I see you so. So it's down to the finish. <laughs> uh, and and kind of like went into him a little bit there, and also Mick Foley had a tweet out. There might be more. At the time of of us two in this you, now, but Mick Foley just said, "I don't think he owes him, uh, owes anything." Just my take, but well, um, I was going to say, Bubba's just been separated from is it Velvet Sky he was with? Uh, yes, I know it might not make, not make much difference, but they're just separated, so he's probably not in the best moves with wrestlers. Well, yeah, but that's beside the point, though, isn't yeah. it? I don't think you know. But then you, he goes on to the radio show. 
Um, don't put someone else down after they've, you know, put that much work into coming back. Anyway, we it's, it's, what's Jim Cornette said about this? Because he's, he's usually the one that gets pissed <laughs> off about. I know. No, I haven't. Um, I don't know what Jim Cornette's take is. That uh, motherfucker, he should have left one for. <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> Oh, I have seen... Oh, okay, yeah. So Mark Henry. Uh, Mark Henry did also comment. You say, Leo Rush, fuck off. Mark, Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry also uh, appears on the on the Busted Open radio show. And uh, he's taken, again, the opposite stance to, to Bully Ray. Doesn't think that John owes anything. So, which he doesn't. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I think at the time it was a bit like, oh, you know kind of yeah obviously we wanted to see Mox and Brian Danielson but you know we got Miro out of it I can't talk about Rampage can I we well, can because I know what happened after that match well about yeah yeah we, we get we are going to get that feud someday down the line with um Danielson because obviously now he's not trained for the title yeah, yeah. looks like he's going to step into that program with Moxley now I just don't think it was it was that big of a deal from the television standpoint like we didn't lose out on anything, really. And what was more important is that Moxley got himself better. And when I say we didn't lose out, that's not to say that Moxley isn't adding anything to the product. But at that point in time, we hadn't really... I mean, he was doing all of this kind of, the again, the forbidden door stuff. And it was that uh, challenge, challenging um, Suzuki and what was supposed to be uh, Tanahashi. Yeah. I think it's so. I think it was at the time, and obviously that kind of fell through. But it, he was he was kind of doing that for a while, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the title picture. He wasn't in any like big feuds within AEW. It was you know his GCW stuff, and then the the Forbidden Door stuff of people coming in. So realistically, yeah, it didn't it didn't derail any storylines, is what no, I mean. No. Um, so no, man, I don't know. I, I think if if that's the stance you take, then that's kind of selfish, really. But. And Moxley was mentioned on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, during by by Mox by Mox, not Ambrose or Dean. It was Mox. Mox, yeah, and that was Rollins, wasn't it? In the promo yeah. with Reigns, yeah, and um, uh, McAfee. He <laughs> said he he said it. Nice, good. Well, he can do what he wants. He's great. I love Pat McAfee. He's brilliant. I mean, there was there was a rumor that uh, Mox was going to show up at Rumble. There, I mean, at this point, everybody's rumoured to show up at the Rumble. Happen. <laughs> we'll we'll come to Rumble predictions later, and we can give our some we'll give some wild picks of who we think is gonna gonna be in it from there. Yeah, you, uh, forbidden it, door. Um, yeah, and our usual names we've been saying for like ten years. Oh yeah, no, of course, absolutely. I'll, I'll die on that hill for some of them. Um, but yeah, I suppose we should move into our first. Well, obviously that was our first big story, really, and it's a really good story. Yep. But um, this is kind of the big, I think, one of the biggest pieces of news uh, to have come out this week because it's been a bit of a roller coaster, like from the point where we've heard the first bit of news to where we're at now. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of it's been mad. Um, WWE NXT UK star and former uh, United Kingdom champion Walter or Volta. The, I agree, uh, Volta. No, it's well, it is spelled Walter. Well, actually, you say Walter. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's in some capitals like the of Japan, don't they? <laughs> That's true. I was also going to just make a joke about you not being able to pronounce it in general, a bit like Pat the, the, the ring, the ring general, the ring general, the what? 
Anyway. The ring, the ring. General. Yeah. General. Or is it general? It's, it's, like, it's like those uh, Austrian, German sayings that they use for him. Well, I mean, so he's actually, where's he from? Actually, Austria. Austria. He's from Austria. So, okay, right. Well, let's go down this rabbit hole then, because this has been an interesting story. So, yeah, Volta. Uh, he's made a move now to NXT 2.0. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. And um, and he has undergone a name change. Yep. Which we now know to be Gunter. Yeah. So let's begin at the beginning, because that's where we are. <laughs> it came out in the news this past week uh, that WWE had filed the trade a trademark for the name of Gunter Stark. Yes. Now... Um, Ash, who is Gunter Stark? Well, he ain't from Game of Thrones, that's for certain. No, but he is. He's a, He was a lower-ranked member of the Nazis, if I'm correct. He's not, he's not like... He was a fucking Nazi. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> for fuck's sake. I mean, for goodness sake, man. I, it's not even funny. Right, I am laughing, but I'm laughing at the incompetence of, of an, an enormous team that WWE has. And you're telling me that you cannot find anybody to do a bit of historical research to ensure that maybe Gunter Stark wasn't some evil member of history. This isn't the first time they've done this. No, and that's what makes it worse, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, man. Jesus, they were going to make Heidenreich of unfrozen Nazi... And, and the fact, I mean, the Heidenreich name as well yeah. is does have those kind of depictions of um, Nazi Germany. What, what was his name? Kenzo Suzuki, back in two thousand and four. I don't know about this story. Yeah, he was meant to be called Harry, um, ha, like Haruhito, Hamahito. Oh, and he was like a the empire, a uh, German, uh, not German, <laughs> Japanese empire for like the uh, Second World War. Haruhito, something like that. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know how they how they balls this up, but this this news came out, and of course, you know, people that have actually been in history classes and paid any kind of attention at school, yeah, they have done a one eighty on it since. Yeah, they, they've they've ceased the uh, <clears throat> the filing for the name. But the other really kind of big thing to come out about that piece of news alone was it initially sparks that debate. Well, who the hell is getting that name? Yeah. Uh, all I've got to say is I'm fucking glad that Alpha Female is in WWE now. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, this, this is the trouble with playing too like too much on stereotypes sometimes, isn't it? But no, with, with putting no thought into it, you just make yourself look foolish. I just think we should just move away from this. But regardless, I still don't really understand why I need the name change. Because Walter is an established name, yeah. not even just outside of WWE. It's an established name within WWE NXT to uh, NXT UK is a WWE product, so he's been established there, and he was champion for like what eight hundred something days, well over two years, yeah, nearly three years as as champion before he dropped it to uh, Dragunov. But I don't know, I don't understand. What I, I, I I'll make the joke now. Um, when I saw the name uh, at first, before I saw the Stark, 
I thought he must be a good. He must uh, love friends. Well, he must have a coffee place. So he he is now Gunter. Yeah, they I have dropped I... Stark and they've gone for Gunter. And again, at least now people can can liken that to friends. Yeah. One thing that made me think was: Do you think Tony Stark is named after that Nazi officer? <laughs> no, man. Come on. Where's the line? <laughs> There's got to be a line. You know, but you know, there? people like will think that. Like, well, why can? Why is that a problem? Why is that not a problem? Why yeah, I, I know, I know. But I th- but the thing is, I think it would have been interesting to see what the reception would have been like if, from the bat, it was just Gunter. I don't mind a, night, a name change once in a while. Yeah, but what purpose but, does it serve? Is it because Volta just doesn't sound... I mean, hang on. Like, is, does it not sound intimidating? And I guess it doesn't. But... Well, the only Walter I can think of is the one from uh, the Beano. Dennis the Menace is his enemy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really understand. I, ju- I don't really get it. Because if you really genuinely honest, if you think about it, like, if the name itself, Walter, is not an, an intimidating name... Um, but you've got guys out there called like like Ziggler. But it's in it's in it's in capital letters, so it should be intimidating. <laughs> and again, Kenta. Kenta, okay, yeah. I kind of get it because the, the strong side in Japan. But you put Kenta next to Walter or Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. Well, it's pretty, like, I Does think it, I think it's, it's pronounced Gunther. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I could have butchered that. But I think regardless, of whichever way you spin it. The fact that it's played out the way it has, again, it just it makes WWE a bit of a laughing stock. Didn't they want to change his name when they first brought him in as well? Well, if they wanted to, they should have done that then. I'm sure, they? I'm sure instead, I read... instead of giving him a, how long's he been? How long's he been there for now? Three, four years. Um, 2019. 2019. That feels a lot. It feels like he's been there longer than that. I don't know what it might be as well because we have another. NXT take UK takeover in such a long time. Wow! Doesn't it be like three? I think maybe that feels a lot longer than it was. But regardless, the guy's been there for three years then, and and if they were going to do it, they should have done the name change then. But yeah, um, Gunter, Gunter. I don't know. I don't know what the reception would have been if they'd have just led with that, and we hadn't seen that it was a full-on name of Gunter Stark. Because that's what the problem is. It's it, it you know. It was a. It was the full name of a member of the Nazi military. Yeah. Strange. So strange. I mean, Jesus! You remember when Becky Lynch debuted in NXT? She was doing um, river dancing. They, they. I know because they play on the stereotypes and. It is. It's just. Oh, I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I think uh, Hurricane Helms, he, he put out on Twitter, and I think what he said is optimistic, but I just don't know if it's a bit overly optimistic. But he said um, something along, I haven't got it in front of me, but he said something along the lines of when he, he first debuted, he was given like a name change, a cape, loads of other crap and whatever, and he turned out all right, basically. Oh, yeah, there's, there'll be a lot of... there's. You tell me how many people have kept their real names in wrestling or kept the name they had when they've been wrestling. Over- yeah, I, I know, and I, I understand that. And I don't, but I don't think people are really necessarily upset with that. I, I'm not. 
I'm not overly upset with the name change. I just think it just seems a bit odd that it happened. Mm. I think the reason people are reacting the way they are is because of the they know that the trademark initially was going to be for that of somebody who was a Nazi. And that's very different to having just a name change to, you know, in his case, like the hurricane. All right, yeah, okay, you were named after a, a natural disaster. Um, it wasn't, no, no, that was typhoon and earthquake. Okay, but yeah, the rock was named after, you know, a rock. Stone well, well, the rock was originally named after his dad and granddad. Yeah, together, and and, he, and he he hated that. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, but it's it, it, you understand what I mean, right? It's yeah. it's just not it's not quite the same. Um, we talked about this last week with the Viking experience when they got their name changed. Yeah, and you know, people were saying the same thing about them about when they're going to turn out okay, and well, have they? Uh, not really. I think they're changing the Usos soon for the tag titles, but that's as far sure. as... But that's taken a long time. Yeah. And, and admittedly, I don't think that's because of a name change. Like, I'm not, no. I'm not saying that. It's, it's clearly that they don't know or don't want to use them. Well, let's be honest. Or, or know how to use them, but it's, it's just strange. Let's be honest. If, if Taz was called Taz now and wasn't Taz back in the 90s, I think people... I know we're here... No, I think I know what you mean, yeah. But I know, obviously, they changed from two Z's to one. Hmm. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, geez. but but it sticks because he he was he was named that in that time. Yeah. Again, Gunter. I don't know. Gunter is, is I think is absolutely fine if it was just Gunter on its own. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't because the guys from Friends. Yeah. So <laughs> and plus, it's it's Walter. We haven't got a last name. He hasn't got a last name. It's just Walter. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like it's like um, the jokes they used to do about Edge back in the day. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're called Edge. Edge what? But um, speaking of a name change that could have that almost happened was Vader was almost called the Mastodon. Yeah, which I mean, either or though they're both kind of intimidating names. But again, it's it's weird now to think Vader anything other than Vader. Yeah, but he had such a, a long career before. I, again, I suppose to a wider WWE audience, I, I think if they were bringing him up from NXT UK onto the main roster, I could understand the the want for a name change more. Although I still wouldn't fully understand why I would understand it more. Um, but it's not. They're, I mean, they're essentially moving from NXT UK to what's now still their developmental in yeah. NXT 2.0, which does bring us along to our sort of next topic. Uh, which is that the reports are going around at the moment that WWE officials are supposedly quite disappointed with NXT uh, NXT 2.0. So what's your understanding of this at the moment? Is read much into that? I, I'm not surprised, but how can they be disappointed when they fucked it up to begin with? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I, when I read, when I read, the, when I read the headline... WWE disappointed with NXT 2.0. My first reaction was, no shit. I know, I know. I I know, it's just... When they say WWE officials, though, I would like to know who specifically. Vince and Bruce Pritchard. Is it them specifically? It has to be. Who else is there? Well, yeah, but there's a lot of officials... Do you think it's... um, There's a lot of officials. Well, who else is going to be? I've no idea who does. I don't know who who like does creative and all that kind of stuff anymore. 
Well, I, well, the hands on that. I mean, the, the main two that you do hear of, yeah, is what you've said. You're right. I think mm. Vince and Bruce. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand what, like, what, what are they expecting? What are they? What are they expecting it to be right now? Then, because, like you said, it's kind of a no shit situation. They they've sacked off all of the not only just backstage personnel and coaches, um, but you know they've also been letting people go that were actual uh, in ring talents, and then the other ones where their contracts have expired, they've decided not to stay, and that was three huge huge names: Adam Cole, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano. You know, um, and and when when this was announced first, way back when, and we talked about it then, and I said I thought more, one of my biggest concerns was that it, I don't know where it leaves guys like Champa and Gagano and everything else, and we're starting to see where it leaves them. Well, Champa is meant to be going up main roster because he's done main, well. To be fair, he's done main event, so is Pete Dunne. Yeah. Um, Gagano, we obviously don't know too much yet because nothing's been. He might. He might do. Rumble, we might do Dynamite, we don't know. But he's, but he's definitely not going to be in NXT 2.0, no. regardless. Roderick Strong was another name that was linked away, but he might be, he was meant to be backstage at SmackDown, which obviously doesn't mean shit, because Adam Cole's backstage at SmackDown about a week before he left. So, mm. um, It's just that, what they should have, I, I think I said this before, what they should have done, before they made it 2.0, all these new people that were coming in, given vignettes before, not during the show, so we knew who they are and what they're about. I mean... Yeah, but do you trust them with that process? I mean, Veer Mahan has been coming to Raw for about 20 years. I know, and I just get the feeling he's going to be number 30 at the Rumble, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, it's just that the, the people they concentrate more is when they've got Mandy Rose in, then mm. they brought in AJ Styles to feud with Grayson Waller, which it, the, the match was okay, but I wish it didn't. I wasn't. It wasn't AJ Styles having to do it against a guy like Grayson Waller. Just have someone up and coming against someone up and coming. Not just have. Uh, just, why? Why did they fuck it up? Braun, Braun Breaker. Yes, it's going well. But that's one guy. By one person. That's one guy. And, and But we've said quite a few times, and you, you've said it the most, but there isn't anything wrong with wanting to build new stars. Actually, it's a good thing yeah. in a way. So the, the move away from, from taking guys out of the indies isn't necessarily the problem. Um, the problem is more that you take everybody everybody away that was making NXT what it was. You know, Triple H had a formula and it worked. And what, like what we said last week, covering the the newest bout of WWE releases and how they were all linked to Triple uh, to Triple H and, and NXT, and specifically his NXT. You know, you, t- you it's bull in a china shop to me. It's it's going in there whilst Triple H isn't home and smashing everything up to make it your own. You know. It was fine as it was. It was fine as it was. The move to uh, broadcast it live on Wednesday nights and moving it from one hour to two hours, that did hurt it. And it hurt it more because they tried to put it in a position where it was going to... You know, they thought they could use their weakest 
And I, I say weakest, but in comparison, you've got to remember Vince McMahon's mind, in comparison to a Raw and a SmackDown, NXT is their lower end show. Yeah. In 2019, at this point in time, and they thought they had the balls to put that up against this upstart company in AEW. But again, at this point, people craving, they're craving the alternative. So unless you were one of the ones that was completely switched off, didn't like it at all in any way, shape or form, would not watch AEW, it was bringing people in and putting... But even though they were losing the ratings, there was still, NXT was still good. It just didn't, it's just that people Uh, didn't... Yeah. As a product, it was good, but it was better when it was on the network. Oh, yeah. It was better when it didn't have to try and compete with with somebody. And, that, and that's the that's what's really hurt it, because it didn't need to compete. NXT was the first true alternative, as ironic as it was to the WWE product, as soon as Triple H started building that kind of empire down there. But again, ideas above his station or not, whatever the, the case may be, obviously it's not worked out very well for him. But I, I'm not surprised. But I'm, I'm not. They thought that people would gravitate more towards them at the moment, but it really does just seem to be Braun. And Braun is a, is a son of Rick Steiner. Is he? Yeah, I know. They don't like telly, do they? But well, he's, he's a Steiner. So, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't count, but it's like, I mean, you mentioned Hook earlier. Look at Hook. He's Taz's son. Like, he's got he's going to have people there to really look after him and take him under their wing that really know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean... And these new guys, poor fuckers, are going to come in. They got, they got no one because they just sacked them all. So I, I'm not surprised. Like I said, no idea who the trainer is because obviously we've still got Albert, but Dan Hung he's going to be there for. Um, Shawn Michaels is still there. Yeah. Don't know if they've got any women trainers. There's still, there's still a lot of good names there, isn't no there? Norman Spider ain't been that guy. I don't think he's one of the people. I, I didn't see his name, but I think he's still there, but I'm not sure. Um, I think moral of the story is if it's not broke, don't fix it. You need to, you know, you, you do need to evolve and change with the times. But um, yeah, the fact we're not getting a takeover anymore, well, which is something we always look forward to. And I would like to know what uh, if they could do like a one-off, like NXT 2.0, which is just a stupid name. Doesn't because it's not NXT anymore. Just change no. the name to something else. Just be something else. Uh, They'd probably get a bigger pop if they called it Heat, probably or Velocity, like and brought you know made something old new again or whatever. I don't know, but well, definitely not NXT because it's not NXT. They, I think they just need to drop it. But I think I I reckon if they put main event and like all those type of shows on after, I think that would beat NXT in the ratings. Mm. But I, I'm sure they'll get. Some, I'm sure something good will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if this year we see NXT 2.0 either completely axed, or at the very least, I think it'll undergo a name change. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does get removed from cable television. Well, the fact that their most their their key their key demos like 65 and over or something stupid like that. Wow. No, I wouldn't be surprised um, um, if it goes back to as a, as a network exclusive. And how ironic would that be? I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they'll turn around some sort of around somehow, but I don't know how. If they if this would have been endorsed true and they team up with 
impact whatever <laughs> well we'll see but somebody wants to walk out of the door in WWE and that is Mustafa Ali posted yes. on his uh, social media I think it was on Twitter uh, anyway he posted on all of them but essentially his statement that he has a message uh, that he wants to send and he can't do that whilst working for WWE that is um, pretty much the gist of the message now, before we kind of go into that, it, it's come to light, I think, at the moment that WWE has denied that request. Yeah. Supposedly. I mean, why do it for... Why not let him go, but let Tony Storm go, who you could have made a star? I think, though, we... Well, we touched on that before, but I don't think that's really... Uh, that wasn't their call, because she just flew herself home. Yeah, but... I'd Maybe the moral of the story is that you've got to be like Tony and just do whatever you want. Um, because when you're trying to be nice and professional, like Mustafa Ali's been, um, to the most part, because, again, putting it on social media is always a bit of an interesting move. Mm. And it usually seems to be that it's it's that move that it kind of has a few different motives because it's, it's not only there to obviously give an update to the fans and obviously people that you know, are behind Mustafa Ali, but it's also kind of a, I think a bit of a move to put pressure on WWE to make sure that they respond to him and and probably hopefully give him the response that he wants, which at the moment doesn't seem to be the case, but we've seen that before in the past. So with the revival, um, yeah, now and FCR. The, and uh, Rusev. Yeah. I'm sure some big names have done it. And but I can't remember who they are at the minute. I'm sure there's been loads more. Well, there. there's some of the names, but I mean, Mustafa Ali, regardless, I mean, he's one way or another, then he he's not going to be staying at the company. Um, whether he has to ride out the rest of his contract or they eventually grant him his release, but probably, um, yeah, probably like a pack did. Maybe, yeah. But then let's look at his career then so far for WWE. I mean, what's. It's, it's, it's a weird one. He, yeah, because he could have been what Kofi was at Mania 35. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I believe that was the original plan was um, Ali winning the title at 30, Mania 35, but he got concussed before Elimination Chamber. I don't know if he was meant to actually win the title, but there, there were similarities between the two because uh, at the Elimination Chamber... He was meant to be in it, but he got concussed. Oh, no, I'm talking years ago. This is Kofi. I... What, whatever the one was that Kofi was meant to be in and, and he got injured. Um, so they replaced him with Edge. Oh, that was 2009? Nine, yeah. That it's a long, a... long time ago. Yeah, before May 25. So, and then what happened was, oddly enough, we come to this sort of situation now where Kofi got injured and Edge had to, to take his place there. And then, yeah, it looked like maybe it was going to be Ali here mm. and he got injured and then Kofi finally got his... Yeah, his again, and it is it is strange, isn't it? Like a weird full circle, but but because Kofi, the fact that well, this is about Kofi had a good performance and they got a match on SmackDown the week before, I believe it was. That was it. Uh, well, at, well, a couple of weeks before. Yeah, it. and then he had a really good performance at the Chamber match itself, and because the react, the response was so good, they couldn't do anything else but give him that spot. Yeah, but Ali did come back. To do a triple threat like at Fast Lane, whatever it was, the pay per view before Mania, and got booed, mm. but was so good in that match. It's like, how can you boo this guy? And then obviously he was in the Battle Royal at Mania. I think Ali is is an interesting character because from he, he's 
come into the fold really from that Cruiserweight Classic tournament back in 2016, which for all intents and purposes is still probably one of my favourite WWE tournaments ever. Yeah. The the funny thing is is that Mustafa Ali wasn't a standout for me in that tournament. No. Um, it's funny how some of the people that weren't put through further, further ahead have had better careers. Yeah. I mean... He kind of was, I don't want to say he was an afterthought, but he he definitely wasn't one of the big players in that tournament. Like, coming off the back of that tournament, the, the names people were talking about was Champa and, and Gargano, um, obviously Ibushi, TJP, of course, because he won it. But then you look at TJP, the inaugural Cruiserweight champion for that, I, I, mean, I guess for that era. Mm. Um, but, you know, he, he won the tournament, got crowned champion, and no one talks about TJP anymore. In WWE, and, no. and actually, really, he didn't have arguably the best run with it, and it was only like two or three months, two or three months, and it wasn't really his fault. And again, they right. once they all kind of got shoeboxed into the um, two hundred five live thing, it's it, you know it was an uphill battle for everybody, isn't it? But Mustafa Ali came leaps and bounds. Like out of everybody, he's probably had the biggest, um, with the exception of obviously Champa and Gagano, who were already in NXT. Yeah, Ali's had the I, I would say probably the the biggest kind of um, trajectory through WWE, uh, like to the point where he could have been main eventing. Yeah, I mean, which in itself, in and of itself, kind of sounds like he broke the glass ceiling a little bit. But then, uh, but then you look at something like Retribution. Oh, don't mind me. Well, you said you liked it once, remember that? I liked it when it began, and then they removed the mark. They... I know. No, I, I, to be fair, I think I think a lot of people were interested when it began, because it did seem different, but it, they just very quickly... Yeah, um, it went to shit. Yeah, basically. But, you know, that did nothing, really, for him, really. And then he's been, he was doing the stuff with... Um, uh, what's his name? On Raw. Mansour. Oh, Mansour, yeah. Yeah. That's not really done much for him either. It's just, I mean, to be fair, to be fair to the guy, he does. Whenever he does the Saudi Arabia shows, he does donate his money to charities and people. But that's 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 the guy behind the scenes, though. Like no one's calling that into question. I, I don't think that I don't think the issue is is him. Um, I just think the issue is the cards he gets dealt because WWE doesn't play on the fact that this guy could be a genuine babyface. Like a genuine baby face. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily annoyed that they turned him heel for the retribution thing, but it's just but it didn't mean anything. Um, Especially when you've got no crowd in front of you. Yeah, which is always going to be an uphill battle, isn't it? But I just think that Mustafa Ali is one of the people I think they've really dropped the ball with. And I know we always say that we don't know what goes on behind the scenes and no. you know, but he's not really one of those names that comes up that apparently he is difficult to work with. Um but I guess, you know, we, we don't know because we don't work there. No. But I do think what he says about having a message to send is um, really interesting because he's been quite open about the fact that he wants to change those literally stereotypes that we were talking about at the beginning of the show with Walter. You know, the idea that like there are stereotypes that I think for someone who looks like Mustafa Ali traditionally in wrestling usually gets booked as the heel. Well... I believe he said in an interview, um, some indie show wanted to make him like a terrorist character. I th- yeah, I remember reading that a long time ago. I don't know if it was terrorist or if it was it was along that sort of line though, wasn't yeah. it? Like proper, just like no. And obviously, and thankfully, he turned it down because the guy actually has some you know 
self-respect. Um, yeah, there's always that. It was yeah. like the Muhammad Hassan situation. I mean, that ended his career. It did. Because uh, of the, the London bombings. And obviously at the time he was working that angle with Taker for the Great American Bash uh, 2005 payoff with him and, and Taker, I think in a... Was it just a, it's just a normal match? Normal match, wasn't it? But he had that kind of thing at the time where all of these like masked men uh, were around him. And, and it was... They never said the word terrorist, no. but it was it was so heavily implied, and it was just I mean, some had, of the imagery. He, yeah, he had a lawyer, but no one ever heard of him again. <laughs> that was Champa, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. It was it, it really just sometimes I think they go a bit too on the nose with stuff, and it and that that was one of those times. And unfortunately, it was Muhammad Hassan that paid the price for it. And I really enjoyed Muhammad Hassan, but. I would have liked to have seen what that character could have done as a face. Yeah. But the the hardest part, the, the hardest thing looking back on it now, watching Muhammad Hassan's work now, the hardest part of watching him now is, is actually I can't work out a lot of it where I'm supposed to dislike him. Because although they kind of play, it's a bit over the top with the promos and stuff, He's putting a lot of truth into the into the promos. Yeah, but you you, you have heard um, a lot of people like Michael Hayes and all those promo guys say if the bad guy has to believe he is right. The, it, there, there's the bad. There's the heel has to believe he's right, and that the heel does have to have some truth to it. Because if you're like look at Daniel Bryan's heel turn with the eco friendly Captain Planet thing. Yeah, a lot of what he was saying was bang on. Like people do abuse the planet. And people should be doing more to, to obviously be more eco-friendly. And the thing is, it hurt, it annoys people more because, like, you know, you do know it's true. So, it, you you know, you, and that's what makes you get more pissed off about it because you're, you're then getting angry. This guy that you don't like, you're even more angry with him because he makes such a valid point and it's something that you, you know... Uh, so it's great. It's, that mentality behind it is, is good. But the, the way it was sort of done with Mohammed Hassan... Was it was different? Like it was kind of like unanimous, just hatred towards him, and then we get into the you know it's the USA chants and stuff, and again you know that's that's it's patriotism. I, I get it. It's not quite the same for us, obviously, because we're not from the US. But then you know you guys will come over here, and the UK crowd will get rowdy, and we we've got our own. I mean, you go to a football game to find that out. Oh yeah. Obviously, people have that, but I just feel that. They just—they really, really just put him with a, an impossible task, Mohammed Hassan, and and I'm glad that it didn't quite—it didn't go down that route necessarily with Mustafa Ali. But um, I would love to see him go out and, and change it. I think he's already done a lot of it. I think he has delivered more of that message than maybe he thinks. Oh yeah, like I said, with the charity work he's done like, like, for like. So and that's because of Saudi Arabia money, and obviously with where he's from is not. It's there, yeah. There's controversy there, isn't yeah. there? But I mean, more is in ring work and, oh, yeah, and the character. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his stuff. I'm a fan of his work, but I think he has done more than he probably thinks he has, and I think he really should be proud because he he came. You know, he, he did start up as a nobody. I, I say no, I don't want it to. You know what I mean? I'm not meaning it to sound like bad, yeah. but he was effectively a nobody. Um, in that cruiserweight classic, yeah, and he's he's become a name that, you know, actually I think people will remember in WWE. I I'll, I remember his main roster debut, which was against Brian, mm. and he I think he need him in the head. <laughs> but I it, but it was like at a time when 
people that were in like the cruiserweight style matches weren't really competing with like the main roster guys. Yeah. If they did, it was like a rumble appearance or something stupid like that. Mm. Yeah, did a good showing for himself, and yeah, they just they never got. I don't think the crowd really got into it the way they should. Like I said, when he when he was replaced Kofi in the triple threat match, it's like he got booed. But once the match was going on, that people were cheering for him because he was such a good performer. I think some of that though is because then when when the crowd's hot on one particular person, you do naturally reject a lot of other stuff. So you know, case in point, yeah. Kofi for that one, but again, to use Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, um, as an example there, you know, when he was white hot with the yes movement, like people just were not interested in anything else unless it was Daniel Bryan. So sometimes I think it is just about being like the right guy at the wrong time. And I feel, and I feel like that was probably the problem there for Mustafa Ali, but there's been points where he absolutely could have you know, being it in the meantime, but whether, you know, I'd like them, if that's what he wants, then it'd be good if they do grant him that release. But um, I can't really think of why they wouldn't at this point when they've already released so many others. But then the other side of that coin is they've released all of these people, but kept Mustafa Ali. And I would like to think that they've kept him for a reason other than the fact that, um, I know, cause like we said this last week, but having a diverse roster, yeah, you know, I, You'd want them to. Hopefully, they've kept him because they actually want to do something with him. But um, have I, you, have I don't you seen, know. I, I feel like if they wanted to, they could have done it by now. Yeah. Have you seen a video of him uh, about a week or two ago doing a reverse sharpshooter, or uh, uh, a no look sharpshooter, I should say? Yeah. So like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> and yet you want to get rid of him? Well, you want to. He wants to. Well, he, he, yeah. He, I think he would be. I think if they do, he would be good in AEW. <laughs> but I'd love to see him PWG first or anywhere man I, he'd, yeah. he'd be one of those that'd be good to like move around a bit I think and again he's 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 got a good style for New Japan um, I could easily see him in New Japan Strong showing up there yeah even even for like the junior heavyweight division yeah really him and Osprey bloody hell oh my god forget everyone else book it <laughs> him Osprey that could be the forbidden door we could only wish but now hopefully he'll he'll get what he wants there. But at the moment it doesn't look um, too likely. But Mustafa Ali isn't the only person who wants to walk out of the company. <laughs> Are they? I, who have you got in mind? Well, uh, Leo Rush has confirmed online that he will uh, be leaving AEW when his contract expires in February. So, hang on. So he had a six-month contract. Yeah, by the looks of it. No wonder he quits his company so much. He'd be back in. He'd be back in a week. Don't worry. I mean, does the the recent Twitter controversy and all of that play a part in it? Do you think? Or I know. Well, I know that AEW are getting rid of a few people that they've not re-signed, like Marco Stunt and Brian Cage and a lot of people like that. But, but I, it, it didn't help that he's, he's like, I think we said this last week, he has had history of just like putting his foot in his mouth when it comes to yeah online stuff. Which is where online can be a deadly place, but well, February 14th is, is the date. That's when his contract expires. So we've literally got under a month of Leo left. Like two weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Two, three I weeks? Mean, I mean, yeah, about that. And that might make a bit more, I mean, there was a, a segment on Dynamite this past Wednesday with Dante Martin and he was there with um, uh, Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel 
they were basically saying, yeah, got each other's back sort of thing. It was one of those sort of promos until Dante's brother comes back, but no Leo. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. I, again, he's, he's not a release from the company. He's, no, not yet. But I, I, I do anticipate that when he's gone, within a few months, we'll probably hear some dirt. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Tony Khan, he wasn't very good. Along those lines, though, right? I mean, I, I imagine we probably will. But it just... It all the timing of it all just seems too convenient for um you know, for that news to have dropped now as well. And it's the fact that he's announced it early as well. Like obviously he's he's done it in a way because he's put his email out there like business inquiries, you know, he's open for bookings. Um, yeah, but where? Because he's been everywhere and said fuck off to him. Like, well, no, because it'll, it'll go back to GCW. Um, oh, he did. He'll do that. He might do PWG. I don't know if he, he ends up back in New Japan again as well. Probably. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Impact will take him. The guy's good on the indies. I, he's, you know, and I like Leo Rush. I think he's he honestly he is phenomenal in the ring, and he's very different. Well, he's a, AJ Styles is phenomenal, <laughs> but he is though, isn't he? Like, he's, oh yeah, he's great. He's, he's, a, it, he's a he's a fantastic talent. The only the only problem I've ever had with him as a wrestler when he's when he got powerbombed to the top of a ladder for a table and got up straight away, <laughs> that really pissed me off because I I don't mind the no selling, but when you do like. Moves, I mean, yeah, like sure. I, it's, it's, again, you, it's hard for us to talk about that sort of stuff because, again, because we're not, you know, we're not wrestlers. We don't work in industry. But again, it, it is a, you know, as a viewer, it can take you out of it a bit. Like, oh my god, it's oh, he's just got up. <laughs> okay, that was. I, mean, that I, was don't, weird. I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind the strong style, style, if you know what I mean. But it's just a way of if if you if. If I know it would be different now because obviously concussion, but if, imagine if mankind got thrown off the sail for the table and got up straight away. Yeah, wouldn't you? Would you be pissed off? I well, I wouldn't say I'd be pissed off. I mean, it wouldn't offend me, but I. But it does take you out of it. Like you, it's a suspension of disbelief, isn't it? It's the yeah. same as when you're watching a film. Like if something happens in a film that sticks out, like you know, a poor cut or. Yeah, you know, you just notice something in the background, like you see the car in Braveheart. Yeah, that's funny. Ba- you know what I mean? Like when 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 you see it and you know it's it, there, it's like um, it's it does take you it, out of it'd it. It'd be like going through, it'd be going through a burning table and pinning the guy straight away. <laughs> we'll come to him, but no, Leo's a he's a good talent, and I'll enjoy watching him. Obviously, whatever he does afterwards, but um, it was only about a year oh, or two ago he was cruiserweight champion in WWE. Well, yeah, I know, and now. This, and he's retired like twice in that time. Yeah. Um, he's he's interesting, but he I, he's just I think he just marches to the beat of his own drum, which isn't a problem really. Obviously, it's his life, and he's got to live it however he chooses. But it's do you know? Who I think it's a, it's an it's an unfortunate turn of events if what happened on Twitter between you know Tony and and Big Swole and all of that and maybe and then obviously what happened after that in the fallout mm. it'll be a big shame if that's what's led to them them either not renewing his contract or him choosing not to because that's the other reason why I say it's a bit strange that he's put it out straight away that when Big Swole first put that statement out it, she said it in the way that it was mutual mm-hmm. and then when Tony did that retort on Twitter it was a bit more like well no I chose not to renew it because I didn't like your wrestling that's that's I mean that's conflicting pieces of information, but that that's gone from it was a mutual agreement to no Tony just didn't want to renew it. Mm. 
Mm. So it'll be interesting to see actually, you know, if that's played in there. Um, but again, I suppose that sort of stuff will come out in time and I don't think it will take that long to come out, if I'm honest, but um, we'll we'll be here for it when it comes. But interesting piece of news, but it's, again, we made the joke about Leo Rush quitting and then he's, he is actually going to be leaving AEW, so it's... Sometimes I think we we sort of will it into existence well, on this. Show. Who's the king of predictions in this uh, podcast? Um, it's me, isn't it? And what did I say during the uh, best of Christmas? Yeah, you said that. He I was said gonna, he was going to quit. Yeah, you did. I mean, and I, 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 like I said, I know nothing against the guy, but when you do the same thing over and over again, it's like I know. He he's the shorter version of Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Ultimate Warrior move like Leo Rush. No, but I mean, like, the Ultimate Warrior has so much, like... WWE are going to be releasing a... Well, I was going to say DVD exclusive, but that's not a, not a thing. But not a thing. They're, going to, they're going to release a network exclusive, the self-destruction of Leo Rush. Well, it is, isn't it? I don't... Well, I wouldn't call it a self-destruction. I don't... It's the, the fact is, I don't think he's put himself in a worse-off position. If he's still going to make money... And he does. He has. He does have endeavors outside of wrestling. You know, he's he's working on a music career too. Um, what to do with uh, to be with Enzo? To be with Enzo, but no, I don't know. Best of luck to him, regardless whatever he does. But uh, it is that time, Ashley. <sighs> wrestling. Say it with me. No. Wrestling has more. No, come on, say it with me. No, no. You, wrestling yeah. has more than one royal family. And do, do you know what? We might as well talk about his promo from Dynamite, where he, he gave us a little insight. Cody did to that that uh, piece of entrance, that piece in his entrance music, I should say. Wrestling has more than one royal family. It isn't just talking about the Rhodes family. It talks about all of us. Did you know that, Ash? Why we're wrestling's royal family? Okay, which one? The one on the uh, TV or the one on? Yeah, the... I think we're we're the ones on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like like the royal. That, no, we're that royal family. What's his name? Jim Royal. Yeah, <laughs> we're the Jim Royal. Royal family, my ass. Literally, royal family, my ass. I honestly. All right. Okay. Deep breaths. We got a lot. We got. We have actually got a bit to go through here. Uh, first things first is uh, Cody Rhodes. Obviously, this news has come out that he's supposedly a free agent. Yeah, because you know how I said about he. Well, well I, it's been noted that Cody and like Young Bucks and Kenny just do not talk to each other anymore. Mm. And then obviously, um, Tony Khan's got more control about stuff, which he should because it is his company. Yeah, and it was it was he has like the creative control when it used to be them not controlling it. So yeah, he's. I I don't believe he's going to go anywhere. I think he will stay. Personally, even though I don't want to see him on my TV ever again, <laughs> even though obviously once again with Rumble predictions, there was talk about he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. No, there was a, there was even a chant for that during his promo. So even AEW fans are sick of him. <laughs> I um, I got to be honest. I think a lot, like a lot of what Cody does right now, I think it is a bit of a work. Yeah, I don't believe And he kind of confirmed that for me because, again, this promo, which I want to... Have you, have you seen this promo that he's done on Dynamite? No, because it's Cody Rose. I don't want to see him. You really should have watched this. This is why I was still, I'm still watching what he does at the moment because 
I am picking things up from there that they they just they interest me. Doesn't interest me. But I think for some of the wrong reasons. Um, I think in a nutshell, the promo for well that Cody delivered on Dynamite. It's it's another one of those. Do you know what? How Cody promos sometimes they tend to be where it just it feels really try hard. Like this podcast, you mean? No, because we don't try hard. I mean, maybe if we actually tried more, we'd. Ah, true. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's a bit. It was a try hard promo, you know. When he'll he'll do the. It's hard. You remember the promo Cody cut, and, and everyone was saying like that was his hard times promo. Wasn't that before the title match? Early days, it was. Yeah, was it that? Um, it was that when he was like, "Oh, I went from un- undesirable to ungoddamn deniable." Yeah, promo. I think that's. I think that's before his match with Jericho. I, I think so. Was. Yeah, and I thought I was a really good promo, but and it was no, yeah. but yeah, but it was, wasn't it? But it, it felt organic. It, it, again, Cody was still in that point in time where, um, everybody still had a lot of love for him and stuff. And look, don't get me wrong, I still respect him like a lot. Because I still, I will still maintain. I don't think AEW would be there without Cody. Oh no! And you have to have respect for him for that. But again, you know, to the same token, WWE wouldn't be there without Vince McMahon. Yet here he is now injecting it with a lethal injection. You can do it better than I can. I think I you, you should do it. Lethal do it. injection and poison. <laughs> Yeah, because I can't be asked to do it. I... We were just saying about try hard. Um... Yeah, see, <laughs> try hard, and I was fucking dying hard. Oh my god! But th- this promo is—I feel like he tries to—he he tries to capture the same emotion every time he's on the mic, and you cannot hit that kind of promo every time. But he will do this. He goes through the same steps in every promo where he'll he'll do the talk and he'll talk like this. And it'll be like this. And then he's going to get really emotional. And he's going to really hammer the point home. Because the words he's saying right now, they really mean something before he goes back to this. And it's more... But when you just... If you just listen to what he's saying, like the point of this this promo was supposed to build towards the ladder match to determine the one true TNT champion between him and Sammy, right? Right. It takes fucking ages before he even gets to that. Because he has to make the little kind of subtle jabs towards um, his contract, for example. Yeah. Which, going back to that, is what kind of confirms me that it's a bit of a work. Because, like, why why are you bringing it up in your promo? Well, pipe bomb. Well, he talks about the pipe bomb. I'm trying to think of what type of... He talks about the pipe bomb and he talks... this, This is... I'll try and break this down best I can, but... The biggest points that came out of this, aside from the match being a ladder match coming up, was that Punk did the pipe bomb and mentioned places like Ring of Honor and going to work for New Japan and stuff like that, and there being the Forbidden Door. See, uh, Cody eventually in this promo, and I'll, I'll cover some of the bits he says in the middle, but Cody eventually in this promo then comes to the point where he says, yeah, but it wasn't Punk that did that, it was me. I did those things. I went to Ring of Honor. I went to New Japan. And then he says the line that if you're... It's along these lines, anyway. Mm -hmm. That if you're a wrestling journalist, but you say anything different to what he's about to say, then you're not a wrestling journalist. And what he said was that Cody Rhodes is the forbidden door. 
He created the forbidden door. He built the forbidden door. How? What does that mean? So, hang on. You weren't contracted to anywhere when you went to Ring of Honor. You weren't contracted anywhere when you went to New Japan. How does that forbidden door work? Well, my thought was more, if you're the guy that's saying that you did all the things that Punk couldn't do, how did you build the forbidden door then? Aren't you the guy that walked through the forbidden door? Like, is it well, was he tr- was he trying to say that he went through the forbidden door? So when, but 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 if he built the forbidden door, did he build it after he went to these places? <laughs> like this is genuine. Like we're going to get deep into this. Welcome to the Cody Show, where we go deep into philosophy. Yeah, remember, talking about more doors. You remember when we said this is going to be a short episode? <laughs> no, this is this is going to be an episode in itself. I mean. So when Hogan left WWE and went to WCW, that wasn't a forbidden door. No, because Cody hadn't built it yet. When Lex Luger jumped from WCW to WWE live on Nitro when no one knew about it. No, because Cody's the grandson um, of a plumber mm-hmm. and then he becomes carpenter later on where he makes the door. Right. So, yeah, no, that's not forbidden. But I, but <laughs> the point is, right, joking aside, it, that pro, it just, I, I don't get what his point was. Because it didn't make sense. If you built the forbidden door, what I'm, I don't, I don't get it. If someone could please explain what he meant by that to me, I don't get it. I said last week, it's Vince that built the forbidden door, the forbidden door that we know today. But there's always been a something of a metaphorical forbidden door. Whether that was the territory system once upon a time that Vince broke down the door there. Because he took all the talent to make the you know, obviously WWE what it is now, yeah. and then he put up his own forbidden door because it, you know eventually it was this monopoly of um, of the industry. But even during the Monday Night Wars, there wasn't really much reference to WCW on WWF programming. Not not that much really. No, there was obviously the um... not in comparison to what WCW would do. I mean, WCW were giving away results. Yeah. You know, that was like forbidden door stuff. WWE did do the billionaire Ted and the um, Hulkster. Yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, the Nacho Man. (laughs) But look, I don't don't understand what his purpose was in that promo. But um, another big point from the the promo was that he mentions again and refers to the fact that he's not going to turn heel. And he says he's not going to turn heel because... Um, during that time when he was kind of going through his run with New Japan and Ring of Honor and everything, that's when the fans were cheering him. And that's that's what gets him through his his toughest moments, is the fans cheering him. So, the, the very tough times then, because no one cheers for it. I know. So, I, I, but it's got to be a work. Like, I'm honestly, I, I know I'm yeah, being, I'm it, optimistic, but it's got to be a work. As soon as I he saw, can't be this stupid. Well, as soon as I saw the headline, like, Clear Road is now free agent, I was like, it's not. He's not, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. It's like Triple H is going to be a free agent. Maybe that's going to be the big thing. Cody and Triple H make their own company together. And Triple H uses his sledgehammer <laughs> on Cody Rhodes's. Oh. That still pissed me off. There's, it's going to be one hour a week of Cody versus Triple H next week, Brandy and Steph. But I don't know. It, 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 strange. That could be the WrestleMania match now. But again, in this in this gap between, like when he, he's making those points as well, to the point where he brings up the pipe bomb to the him being the guy that did it all and he's he built the door, <laughs> whatever it means. 
Um, you know, you know, there's going to be a door in the fucking London match now. He starts. Li- he starts. Li- <laughs> it's not GCW. He starts listing off um, some names. And again, I think he, he's doing it in that way that like Jericho is quite good for it. Um, when Jericho sort of like bring names sometimes naturally into a conversation, and, and he's kind of he is putting them over. And Cody's doing it here, but there was one that just seemed so unnecessary. Because um, again, you have to try and think like what what point is Cody making? Because every promo should have a point to it, and this is what was really perplexing about this one because I don't get what the points were other than when we finally got to the end to set up this match, right? Mm-hmm. But he talks about Brody King. Yeah, I heard about you this. You seen this? Yeah, I heard this. But... So he says about Malachi and he's like, oh, these guys coming in and blowing. Brody King comes in and he's like, oh, I'll tell you something. If you think... he, he Actually, right, to step, take a step back. He says first that they're not above um, that they're they're not really about changing people's names when they come to the company. Like they don't really want to do that, and then makes that jab at Gunter. Yeah, but he says, but for somebody to walk into this company with the name Brody, needs to have some big balls, and it's like, why? Why are we go- Why? Why are we going down that route? No, no I, I don't get, like, no, but no one else was having that conversation. Like, that wasn't a trending topic. Like, no one was like, oh, there's a Brody, there was Brody Lee and this guy's called Brody King. Oh, I th- he shouldn't be called Brody King. That's weird. Nobody was having that, co- like, why bring it up? Um, it was another one of those things where he treads so, he treads the line too close. And that's what got him into trouble without a go-go promo. Like, I th- he, he, I feel like he tries to, to put, um, not just emotion, but he, he really tries to like really hit people in those kind of places, and he and he misses the mark way too often because it will backfire on him because he doesn't need to bring it up. Why? What did Brody Lee have to do with it? What did Brody King have to do with it? Nothing. There's been. What does Gunter have to do with it? I think I was thinking. I was thinking now. Though. <laughs> Nothing. I was thinking now. There's not. There's not been a Steve since Steve Austin left, has there? Yeah, but for, but there's been there's been Eddie there's been Eddies. Uh, well, if you're going to talk about AEW in general, how many fucking cages do you need? Well, one now. Christian Cage, Brian, Brian, Brian Cage. Yeah, but he's leaving, isn't he? <coughs> Nick Gage. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, I mean he's not going to come back, is he? The fact is, is that like pe- again, people aren't calling this into question. If they're not, but it's it's. Cody just like I, Co- I don't oh I don't understand <laughs> it really hurts my brain I mean that's, that's, you said this last week about um, well we both said this last week about referencing WWE on the product yeah it's too much and it can be done in the right way this is where it's done in the wrong way for no. me this because again it's just it holds no purpose he took a shot at WWE for the name change and it means it means nothing and then of course what happens is the, the fans can start charting Royal Rumble yeah, you don't want. You never want the competition being mentioned. It's it's like using that slander in a promotion on GM mode, and it's backfired. But they use it too much. That is like that is oddly a really relevant and worthy uh, <laughs> reference. But it is. It, it is. It, yeah, it actually is. You know how they, you, I reckon he got an email saying <laughs> you haven't used slander promotion. In, 
That's why Tony's cutting it out of his contract. Yeah, and because he's done it too often, he's yeah. costing him money. Don't forget to use your use wrestlers in the hometown. <laughs> what was what was the other one? Oh yeah, don't forget to interfere in other ma- <laughs> other people's matches. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Like because he because he, he made that other, he made another uh, reference about um, at the very start of the promo. He's like, oh, I, I was told to maybe save this promo. Oh, yeah. um, for another time, but I'm going to use it now because I don't know if I'll get the chance again to do it. Of course you'll get the chance. You Right. I know, but this is what I mean. This is why it's infuriating because he's like, he says that, but again, for me, and I, I, I don't know what his take is on it yet. Like I, I've said to you about obviously earlier on, I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette, but I feel like Jim Cornette's going to jump on that because... <laughs> It, but I, I do agree with the fact that, like, why is Cody the only guy keep, that consistently comes out and tries to, like, take the, the veil off of the, the business more than anybody else? Like, the thing is, we all know it's, we all know it is, like, we all know it is, but you shouldn't have to be telling, like, they don't tell you in a film, every film ever made, like, yeah, this isn't real, by the way, whilst you're watching the film. Like, let me just get lost in it. Let me just care about you and Sammy as a match. But no, we had to care about you making references to you might not be there in a couple of weeks. We had to care about you making shots at WWE. We had to care about you holding Brody Lee higher than Brody King. And that it's Brody King has balls to come in with the same name. Isn't it also burying um, Brody King? I, f- I feel like it kind of did push him down a little bit. I don't. I just don't, but I don't get it. And all of this happened before he even talks about... Sammy Guevara. And in fact, I might be wrong, and people can correct me if I am, I don't know if he even actually ever once mentioned Sammy Guevara by name. I'm sure he did, well, he but I don't have, remember it. He must have to say that we're having another match next week. Well, yeah, but it starts off when he first goes into it. It starts with um, basically saying, like, he, he somehow turns it uh, into... There's no secondary titles, basically. But, however, in this case, there is a secondary title because there's two. You're carrying a secondary title. Right. But do you know what the biggest bloody irony is? Because he, he's got the ladder set up behind him this whole time. And he's, he's set that up because his, his entrance music plays a long time while they cut to break. Right. And he sets this big ladder up in the ring. And it's behind him for the whole time, this promo. And he starts climbing it for this bit. And he gets about, like, halfway up it. And he's still cutting his promo. And I just thought... Do you know what the biggest irony is here? Is that Cody Rhodes continuously takes his jabs at WWE, still doing it. Yeah. Yet he's about to have a match to unify their mid-card title in a ladder match. And that sounds an awful lot like WrestleMania 10. Oh, everyone's saying that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but... If if you're going to... The thing is, if, if, if Cody's going to consistently talk about WWE on the on AWE then you at least still do you know what I mean like you don't keep taking the jabs at them then like if you're going to take that pay, like because that is ripped straight out of Ramon and Michaels Mania 10 yeah. so if you're going to do it then reference that JR will and he'll probably get slated for it but well, he'll do it and the thing is we used to take the, the piss out of JR for constantly getting yeah, mixed up with WWE but can you, can you at have, this point now I don't blame him yeah, but can you have a go at JR from after he's been through in the last few months no absolutely not and and everything even for the past few years I mean he, he lost his wife yeah um, you know and he's recovering from absolutely not no the fact that he's still there he is the voice of wrestling yeah and we take the piss sometimes but he is the voice of the generation there, there's no question 
there is no no it's completely undisputed that jr is the voice of it but also i do i've changed my stance on it slightly because i think it's got to be really difficult for a guy like jr who's had like the longest career out of anybody particularly with wwe to not mention wwe when literally everybody else does it and it's the and com- they do it on purpose. Yeah, into the company full of XWE, really. Well, yeah, yeah, there is a lot of them. But I don't know. Look, I guess the point that, ironically, the point that I'm trying to make here Free is that... Oh, yeah, literally, I know. But the point that I'm trying to make is that I don't get what his point was. Because he didn't sell me the match. He didn't sell the match to me. He didn't sell the rivalry to me. He didn't sell me on the importance of the championship. He told me at the end of that promo they were having a ladder match. Right. He didn't sell it me. Um, I've heard, I heard um, someone in a shoot promo say... Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone... I think, it might have been Paul Heyman said um, that he was setting up a match. He had to do a promo to set up a match between his group and another group, I think it was. And Dust, Dustin, the Dusty said... Don't forget to sell me my money. Or something to that that phrase. Mm. And Paul Heyman just ran, did a promo, took everything apart from what he's supposed to. And after the promo, Dusty went up to him and said, that was good, but he didn't sell me my money. And then there's another Paul Heyman story, similar to that, where Vince has told him that, I just want you to go and make me money. Yeah. And so... Heyman then starts going in like like makes it kind of like an off you know like a shoot isn't it it sounds very similar but I think that that turned out differently because Paul had gone like all in and called Vince like whatever I think it was because of the takeover and everything and yeah that was the Smackdown before Survivor Series 01 that sounds when, about right yeah, yeah when he was like would have been the invasion time yeah that's a great promo though yeah that's great because it was and like, it sold it though yeah so that's what I mean but Cody Cody didn't sell me on the match and, you know, in all fairness to him, Sammy Guevara didn't really sell me on it either because they did one of those, I guess it was, again, for a commercial break. Um, but it's not always too clear on Fight TV when they're commercial or not. But Sammy's doing, like, the cue cards, but he's obviously in Brazil at the moment because he's he's away with Ty. Yeah. Um, so it's just him going through these cue cards, and it's like, well, is that really how we're going to sell this ladder match? Like I already don't really care about it that much, well, but like, not, are you deliber- Are they deliberately trying to make me not give a to give a shit? It's just a problem with. <laughs> even though I do like the fact they don't do like a pay per view every month, it's yeah. just the problem with not doing a pay per view every month. No, I don't think I don't think it is. I think I, I think it comes down to like if you want the match to mean something, it doesn't even need to be on a dynamite special. No. Like the the fact is, if you're going to build up to a match and you but you want that match to be special, if just make sure you build it that way. And I, I still, I still maintain I do love the AEW product. I do because by and large, I am still enjoying it every week. But we are at a point where, for me, there is certain stuff happen that happens on the show that doesn't interest me anymore, and it, and it really does make me scratch my head. And it is the Cody stuff, and, and the thing, the reason he's so perplexing is because I genuinely feel like if they can do it in the right way, that the Cody heel turn could be amazing. It could be amazing. But the longer this goes on for, and maybe that's why they want to do it, because you've got to make sure people really dislike him first, so that when you turn heel, he will be a heel. Because you're always going to run that risk if you turn someone heel and then they start getting cheered. Oh, that happens a lot. Of course. 
I mean, the, the point in time that he's talking about, when people were cheering him before, in Ring of Honor and everything, he was a heel then. So... Oh, I just mind. It reminded me of this Ring of Honor run when um, he did. Was, he was doing a promo. Obviously, I don't know who on or whatever because it's Cody, and I will fade out when he talks. <laughs> but someone in the crowd shouted, "Where's your sexy wife?" Yeah, that is freaking funny. And then he has a go at the, the fan. I know it's different to the Moxley, but literally, no man. I don't know, and I I, I don't know if he's going to show in the Rumble or not. But Cody Rhodes actually... You know he's going to win, I think that was the first time ever that there's been a pro-WWE chant in AEW. Yeah, probably. It wasn't because they were cheering the Royal Rumble over something, but it's because, obviously, like they want him to show up in the Rumble. Obviously, the We The People chant when um, the second week of Dynamite. Yeah, but the fact it got snuffed out pretty quick and it actually didn't come back. Well, it did did for his... um, Whenever he was fighting Bellator. Oh, okay. He 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 does he does the we the people chat, but um, you know Cody's gonna win. Um, he shouldn't. He shouldn't, but he's gonna win. He shouldn't. I don't know. I I, I don't know. But I, you know, but if he does, if he if Sammy wins, you know there's gonna be the oh I'm gonna WWE or you're gonna see him at the Rumble because obviously Rumble, it's, I know it's early yet, but Rumble is. Not this week coming, but it's the week after. Yeah. But if if, Co- if Cody shows up in the Rumble, I think that will be really awesome. Although we have been told that no and AEW will show up. But yeah. And, he- and, that, and that, to be honest, that is a very possible outcome, is that it is literally just going to be impact. And, we protect, you know, as, as you do as a wrestling fan, you do kind of like open your mind up and you let your imagination run wild, brother. But... You know, it it very well may just be impact. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we we will see. But regardless, very strange from Cody, that promo. Try hard, didn't get the point of it. Hmm. But there we are. Ash, we've come to the point in the show. We are going to run through a what-if situation. Our second what-if. Our second what-if. The first being, uh, obviously, if Punk had stayed, ironically, after the pipe bomb. Yeah. Uh, no, if if he had left, sorry. If he had left. Yeah. If he, yeah, if he left after the money in the bank twenty eleven. Well, this one we're going to take a slightly different route, and we're going to ask uh, the question. Obviously, what if someone had stayed, and that someone being Mister Kennedy? Say it with me now, Mister <laughs> Kennedy. It was never the same when it was Mister Anderson. No, even though um, that's his real name, isn't it? Yeah, Ken. Well, Ken, Ken Anderson. Anderson was. Yeah, I think it might be his real name, but it just wasn't the same. No, but <laughs> Kennedy just had that ring, you know, and and seeing that live as well. By the way, it was it's a real it's just a cool visual. Did you get? Did you um, join in? Oh, absolutely, of course, I joined in. Right, you have to. Was that was that the airborne version theme, or was that the original theme? Um, it might have been his original theme, but this was in two thousand seven, right? So I think that was his original one. I don't think he had the airborne one until two thousand eight, I, or maybe even nine. I think someone actually said that his airborne theme was on his last ever appearance, which I don't know if that's true or not. Might have well, been. I felt because Airborne were big, started getting big in like two thousand eight. So it was around about then. They because they used um, stand up from rock and roll for the Rumble. Yeah, in two thousand eight. So it must have been. Yeah, it must have been around about then. But 
yeah, Kennedy, obviously, what if he had stayed in WWE? Because I don't know. I feel Kennedy, they were, you could, 100% you could see they were pushing him as a big star. Well, he was meant to be Vince's son. He was meant to be Vince's son. He'd won money in the bank. But had, got injured, but not injured. Because they thought, they thought he'd done his tricep or something like that. Yeah, there was some injury because that's why they had Edge sort of beat him for the briefcase. Yeah, then Edge cashed in like the day later. Taped. Yeah. But it turned out he wasn't as badly injured as they thought. That must have sucked. Yeah, considering you're going to win the title. Mm. That must have sucked. But the next big kind of thing for him was, yeah, the Vince, him being Vince's son. And that basically started pretty much straight after. Um, the Money in the Bank thing. So he comes yeah. back from injury. They're doing this whole, Vince has an illegitimate son. All fingers are pointing towards Kennedy. And they even had that backstage promo, didn't they, where they both walk away from each other and they're both doing the same sort of Vince walk. Yeah, and there was a promo. He did a promo, the Raw after the the explosion. What did we have? We had the explosion happen first. Yeah, then they did a episode the week after. Yeah, because I think the idea, because obviously we, we were, they were originally going to run with the Who Done It storyline. They wanted a Who Done It storyline, and it was obviously Who Killed Vince McMahon, and then, of course, the tragedies that happened with Chris Benoit yeah. and the Benoit family meant that they did, um, thankfully, drop the storyline. They did the right thing there, um, and that kind of leads us into. Really, this was going to be in the run up to WrestleMania because we're we're kind yeah. of moving towards Mania twenty four at this point. And for whatever reason there, which I think we I think we do know some bits about, but obviously Kennedy's drops in favour of Hornswoggle and they kind of go down that route. Now, wasn't the reason it was dropped because of comments that Mr. Kennedy had made about the Benoit murder-suicide? I thought it was because he was asked if he takes steroids and he said no. And then he's on a list of people that were part that were using a pharmacy of steroids. I think that he, he, I think, I can't remember if he failed a wellness policy around that I time or did. not. He probably, I think he might have done, but I remember there being a, a thing where he'd made. He was speaking quite openly about his thoughts on that and how that linked with, obviously, anabolic steroid use, and it and it wasn't necessarily in a, in a good light. No. Um. But I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I don't want to say too much and get it wrong. But I, I, he, I, I always thought it was something along those lines. I just knew he got he was on the list, and it didn't. He was on a list of like eleven names or something like that. God, there was quite a few. Wasn't there was there? a lot, and but some of the names that are on there got in, did get in trouble, which he was one of them. But there was, I think, everything on that list, and I think Batista was on the list, but they didn't get in trouble. That's probably, I don't know if maybe that might have been some of it as well, where, they, where they've mentioned about, depending on who you are, um, some people definitely had more severe punishments than others. Yeah. Regal, I think, might have been on the list. Umaga might have been on the list, but I'm not 100%. I'm sure there was, there was a list of names. And some... I feel like Umaga was there, but I don't think they were necessarily all steroid use. It, no, the wellness on... policy was just a test for drug use. Yeah. Because sometimes it was for um, just prescribed medications, and it, sometimes people yeah. were just taking too many or too much, and that's been a problem throughout wrestling history. But... He still survived that. Again, didn't kind of get that push. And it was another setback for him, but he did survive it. And he and he came back into WWE. 
But for his run through 2008, I mean, there wasn't, he didn't really do much. No, he got, in, he did get injured a lot. But he did. He got it, he, he had the injuries. I think the last kind of really noteworthy thing that happened was, of course, that multi man tag match on Raw. Yeah. I've... Now, this was for the Pepsi, was it Pepsi? No, if I remember correctly, it was LA because they had Raw had to move venue because I think it's LA Lakers or whoever they were. It was definitely an LA Lakers thing, but whoever they were facing. But yeah, they they had to change the venue, and they did whoever I think the face team were the Lakers, and the heel team were whoever their team were playing against, and and Kennedy had just returned earlier that day. Because I, I remember, I remember watching this episode not well, but I remember this moment. I didn't, even, I didn't watch the main. I didn't watch this moment. <laughs> but I remember watching. You sure? Yeah, I, I watched. I watched the beginning of the show and just couldn't be bothered to watch the end of it. And this is two. This is two hour raw as well. Right. So I never saw the main. I didn't know about it until the next morning. Kennedy did a back suplex on Orton. And just, yeah, the rotation didn't go well and Orton didn't land on his head and his neck and he's had shoulder problems. I believe he he swung at Kennedy as well. I know that there was the backlash afterwards of... No, it was raw. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly Orton... The word, I think the terms were that Orton politicked. Yeah. And I don't know if Cena got caught up in that as well or not, but... He might have done, because he... But yeah, basically he had all the politics going on of... Um, you know, he's not safe or whatever in there and, and things, but that was that was the last straw yeah. for him. And then, you know, before too long he shows up in TNA and has a, a bit of a career there. But um I think there's if we look at what if the if Ken Mr. Kennedy had stayed in WWE, I suppose we have to look at it from a couple of different angles and perspectives, because there's what if he stayed there's what if he stayed, but I suppose also it's like a slight variation to the what if is what if things had gone right for him in WWE is probably the best way of putting this. Because if things had gone right for him the first time round, if, if they'd have known actually his injury wasn't so severe or if he just didn't have any injury at all, I think chances are we're probably looking that Kennedy cashed in and won on The Undertaker. It might have been Undertaker, but he was on Raw at the time. But Undertaker did get hurt legit, so he probably would have done. Yeah, if that still played out the way it did. Yeah, and if it, it didn't, but the only thing is, I, I think we would have had to have looked at a SmackDown one regardless because, you know, we're still kind of at peak Cena. Yeah, I was going to say, Cena would have been the WWE champion at the time. So yeah. They wouldn't have, I don't think they would have done that. I think it would have it would have been good for the sake of having a, a good heel for Cena to... Feud against and he, and he, they I think they did have a bit of rivalry, but it wasn't anything too well. Cena match between Cena and Kennedy was when Cena done his bicep, yeah. Which the have you ever have you had the conspiracy about that match and why Cena was out for so long? Wasn't it? It wasn't an injury. What was it? Apparently, the conspiracy is he was done for uh taking drugs. Cena, really? What they just wanted to cover it up, yeah. Because that's why he would be away for so long and come back at a rumble. But I don't think that's true. I believe he was hurt. I don't know. I don't know if I'd believe that, to be honest. But I, I would have thought that would have leaked. Somebody would have leaked it. 
if that was true. Like mm. some actual evidence behind it. I don't know if I buy that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't see Kennedy maybe taking off Cena. It would have been good. And they wouldn't do that two years in a row, Cena, with cash in, I don't think. Uh, probably not. No. So yeah, I think regardless, we, we were probably looking at him moving to SmackDown with it and then setting up a feud with him and Taker and yeah, see how that goes. But you know, even if we don't look at that part of it, and it, and, and you know that's happened, and now we're at the Vince McMahon illegitimate son. What do you think would have happened if that had played through? I uh, I understand why they would have done it because of the Kennedy bit, and like I said, he did a promo the week after the explosion when he said, "I will carry on the legacy of Vince and Kennedy McMahon." Yeah, and I I don't know how. It, I think he, the the plan was well, uh, Kennedy to win the title mm-hmm. at some point, Triple H be the challenger because I think they would have revealed that Triple H is a McMahon technically, and that Vince would that would it, have been gone down the incest route though, wouldn't it? Probably, mind you, they weren't above that. Because well, they nearly they nearly did when Triple H was thought to be the McMahon. Well, Vince wanted to do the like an actual like they said no, didn't they? Stephanie did, but yeah. Um, Vince actually wanted to do an incest storyline with him and Steph. Yeah. I mean, it that's was, a bit and then weird, isn't it? And just as uh, Shane as well. Yeah. Oh, God's sake. What did we watch? Why did we watch this when I we were know. so young? <laughs> I don't know. I think if if he had... Yeah, because he definitely would have won a title out of it. Because, again, I mean, this, this is happening because of... Um, a knock-on effect of obviously what happened again with, with Benoit and then... You know Kennedy not being able to fulfil the the money in the bank kind of angle because of the injury. Mm. But I think if he'd have won the title, I'd, I'd imagine there'd have definitely been a match with Shane. Well, you, do you think it'd be like technically what Orton the Orton feud was? I, I yeah, a little bit. That came a bit later. Though, that was only so like I, two years later. Or yeah, so, I know, but, but two years is a long time in WWE. I think. If well, again, it depends how they played out the story, but I think we would a hundred percent we would have seen a match with Kennedy and um, Shane. I think Kennedy maybe turning on on Vince. Maybe the idea would have been. I think if if you link it all together, it would have been Kennedy was the one that tried to blow Vince up. Yeah, and Kennedy also becomes the son. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if like the who done it. I don't know if the illegitimate son thing was meant to like was meant to be there first. Or if they brought it in because it was a replacement for the Who Killed Vince. I don't know. But I think it was meant to be ending with Vince faking it anyway. But, well... I'm not, I not sure. Well, it would have, they'd have had to have done, wouldn't they? Because yeah. he's not really dead. So, regardless, I think it, I think we're probably looking at that culminating at Mania 24. Um, and it would have been Kennedy and Triple H. Yeah, but would you... Back there, would you rather have Triple H as champion again or... Because I reckon Triple H would have won. Uh, Maybe I think you have to look at the track record, and and it's a high possibility Triple H goes over. But then, you mm. know, Triple H didn't actually win his match at Mania Twenty Four that year, and no, but, Orton retained it. So, but what would Cena have done? If you go Pro- probably Cena and Orton, probably, but it probably would have been a Cena Orton one on one at WrestleMania. If if you'd have done that, it's it's tricky. It's, I suppose you can't really look at like other what-ifs off the back of our one, but um, I don't know, maybe, but maybe, I, but I, I, regardless, I think he would have become the champion. He would have been a world champ. Possibly, but I don't know. I, 
before his release, I can't think of him. I don't think he would have been there in WWE that much longer. I don't know. I, I disagree. But, I, but that's what I mean. I think if it went right for him, I just, the first two times around, I think they were the most pivotal points reckon, where it had I, to go right and they didn't. I think he was going to be a feud with... Because Orton was WWE champion when he got dropped on his head, I believe. Mm, yeah, he probably So he probably, probably would... And this is just before SummerSlam. He could have had like the I Quit match and the Hell in a Cell match with Orton. Possibly. And maybe the Iron Man. Well, maybe. Possibly, but... I don't know. I'd like, like I said, I don't... I, there might have been... He might have feuded with some... I don't know who would have been... Who he would have feuded so with. So we're looking at now if he'd have, if he'd have not dropped Orton on his head. Yeah. But I think the other thing is, though, it, I, I don't think we're probably looking at that as just the sole reason he was gone. There would have been lots of other stuff that would have mounted up. It wouldn't have just been you dropped Orton on your head, you're out. Like, there, oh, no, there had to have it, been so much more. It does. It does. When you when you look at it that way, you go, well, "That's a bit weird." Yeah, exactly. There there had to be other things at stake or, or at play behind the scenes. But if they weren't there, then I guess if for whatever reason he was still going to be there at that point in time, he has been moved out of the title picture. Like he doesn't look like he's a real contender, does he? Not really. So I suppose it's whether or not if he's going to stay with the company for at least a few more years, does he become a world champion in that time? Well, he was on. Uh, Smash vs. Raw 2010. <laughs> Although I, I think yours probably holds the most weight. I think if he if he was, he probably still wouldn't have been there as much. No, I don't. Um, for, or, or for that much longer. Because everyone forgets he was US champion for about three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't a long reign, was it? And he didn't defend. Would he, would he have been in for the IC title? I maybe, think probably he would have been. When he was IC champ, when he was US champion, sorry. Uh, he feuded with Undertaker, but there was never for the title. Mm. Actually, I think their first match might be in a title match. Yeah, Kennedy was in the the world title picture really, really early. Yeah, because he had the thing where he would beat like Booker T, Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, Batista. But then Kennedy had been in the company for a while before, you know, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Like that. But when he won the Money in the Bank in two thousand seven, because yeah, he had Eddie Guerrero's last ever televised match, and that was in yeah. two thousand five. But yeah. I can't think of what he did through uh, 2006. But he was he was injured. Like I said, he was injured a lot early on. He, then he got in. Then he had that run where he would be like he would would be like world champions because JBL would not shut up about it on commentary. <laughs> uh, but then he then that feud run taker, which I've, I I enjoyed the uh, the matches. He had that. I mean, he never he never. Pinned on Taker, but he did beat Taker twice. Yeah, like he beat- he's, I remember he because he's told the story in some shoot interviews Kennedy has about um, that some of the the heat that he got backstage sometimes from people because he would get heat from Sean and yeah because the way that they worked compared to what Undertaker did. Yeah, so because like I think the example given was when Kennedy's in the corner and he would like yeah. cover up. Yeah. For the shots, and Taker told him, like, keep doing it. It's different. It sets you apart. And he would try to get away and force Taker to, like, throw him back in. Whereas, though, supposedly Triple H and Shawn Michaels didn't like him doing that and told him to stop doing it. I guess that's got to be a weird situation to be in, isn't it? Like, you've got. Do you disobey Taker or do you disobey <laughs> Triple H and Shawn? Although, well, um, I, I, I don't know if you remember his feud with Michaels, Kennedy, but that, that, they had some good matches. Yeah. Kennedy had some good matches, and I think he had some good, 
like he was great on the mic and and I loved the overall look of him like I loved the, the mic coming down from the ceiling it was different and he had the voice for it though yeah and he was a natural heel and I think it did really get over the fans it was over with me I think unfortunately I think by 2009 he's run out of juice literally <laughs> he's not really as relevant as he was 2007 2008 times particularly though 2007 is when that was like it felt like that was the sweet spot for him in the year mm. like if it was going to happen it was going to happen then and it just kind of got a little bit further and further away as the months went went on so i think even if he didn't leave i don't think he would have become world champion no. am i right in thinking unless 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 he he turned it around yeah am i right in thinking he was in money in the bank at May 24. He was, because he had the Airborne song there, actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because all I remember, really, from like 2008 onwards, was he got he came back, had the injury, got rid of Regal as like GM and King Regal. Then he was gone again, it felt like. Yeah. And then came back and got released after that match. That's all, really, that I can remember. He, he might have had a feud with someone, I don't remember... That's the trouble, isn't it? You can't. That, that, there's nothing standout in that in these areas. No. So for that reason, I yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I think he would have been. I think he probably would have remained in the mid card, which is is a massive shame. So realistically, it I think it needs to go right for him. But again, who knows? It's all what if. Well, that's <laughs> the point. Isn't it? It's all what if. But it would have been nice to have seen him do something because they they really did need like their fresh faces. And who knows? He, he, you know, maybe he'd have still been going strong now. But I don't know if he still wrestles. I know, I don't know about him appearing. Mm, I don't think so. Probably not for many, impact, quite a few years. He left Impact like what twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean, we're looking like that's five years already, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. And again, I suppose if he, if you know, if he's stopped wrestling in twenty sixteen, presumably, and if we look at where WWE was in twenty sixteen. You know, if, he, if and if he was gonna, if if we're saying he stayed and he did make it to 2016, then you know, I suppose realistically, what's he doing at that point? Because very different workplace, like just very different product WWE in 2016 than it was in you know 2007, 2008, and and 20 uh, 2009 when he left. I don't know about you, 2016 WWE was the end of their run. Um, I 2015, I think. Always, I think I've, it started before. I've always said that when Jinder won, it ruined their. It was the end of the company. No, I don't think it was. Jinder wasn't the big standout for me. It was. It was. It was. It was, all, it was the authority for me. It was as soon as the authority kind of kicked off and and went on for a hundred years, like that's what really drove it into the ground. Leave a comment when you thought WWE had end, run ended. <laughs> when do you think? What if WWE was still WWE today? <laughs> I don't know. Things always change, don't they? And yeah, it is what it is. But. Yeah. It is as it is and things were what they were. What? (laughs) Leave us a comment uh, if you want to as well and uh, let us know what you think Mr. Kennedy would be doing if things had gone right for him or if indeed um, everything played out the way it did but he stayed in WWE. Also leave a comment on what if topics should be next. Yeah, do it. Give us some imagination that we we are lacking. Give us some creative. Pretend we're NXT (laughs) 2.0. Give us that Russo juice. Um, Way back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bro. <laughs> right. 
Royal Rumble. Yes. Let's give our predictions. This is the first test now, and I'm adamant to annihilate you this year. You're not going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to slap that ass. Yeah, but what are you going to do about the predictions? I'm going to slap that ass. <laughs> Everyone I get right. Let's get it erotic in here. We don't have enough erotic uh, stuff on this podcast. Well, not since uh, Scott Boldo's left. So. <laughs> All right then, Ash, you've got the list up. Let's yeah, run um, us through. We did the Rumble matches last. All right. Because one of them would be the main event, I would have thought. And is there any possibility at the moment that there might be more matches added? Um, Do you think, from current WWE TV? I, I, don't, I don't know, because they've got six matches at the minute. Okay. And so that sounds about right then, with about six right. and then two. Yeah, and so probably, probably then obviously there'd be like a, a pre-show match, I reckon, but I don't know. Who Unless any of these are going to be on it, but I suppose I we'll... doubt it because they've got well, we'll start in the, the Wikipedia reverse order and Wikipedia, <laughs> big up Wiki. Okay, you love Wikipedia. I don't do, you? I do actually. Because <laughs> sometimes I just put random shit in that you remember and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that's just not right. But yeah, well, what, yeah. what you got? Well, Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship. Against Seth freaking Rollins, not just Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Freaking Rollins. Uh, the there is a bonus added from SmackDown last night, as we called in, where the Usos are now banned from ringside. Okay. Well, I like the. Um, I, I mean, it's it's Rollins and Reigns. Yeah. It's always going to deliver, and and again with former Shield guys, there's always that long sort of history between the two. I think they've been cutting some interesting promos yeah. on each other. And obviously he talks about one earlier on where obviously Rollins name drops marks. But um, yeah, it's obviously, again, though, now is a different dynamic. We've got Rollins, but kind of as a, I mean, his face now. Uh, I'm not 100% because he's tagging with Kevin Owens, who's just turned heel. Yeah. And they're kind of setting that up as if like they're going to, like, they, they do with Kevin Owens and like Sami Zayn and, Right. Jericho. That's how I'm seeing it personally, even though they did WrestleMania WrestleMania right. like two years ago, wasn't it? It depends potentially how they yeah. But I suppose for all intents and purposes, Rollins is gonna play more of a face role in yeah. this match and Reigns being the, the heel. Well and, I I think my prediction for it, I already said last week that one of my predictions for the entire year is I don't think Reigns is gonna drop the title. So I think Reigns walks out still champ. I think that only because uh, Seth keeps saying about how I how I've always beaten you, Roman, which I think is true. Pretend, yeah, maybe. But Roman's going to win this, yeah. and I think one way or another, Roman and, and Brock is going to be the match at Mania. So whether or not Brock's still champ by then as well, I don't know. But right, we'll get to that. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, we're both saying Roman on that one then. Yeah. Uh, then we got Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice in a mixed tag. I think Edge and Beth. Uh. I would like. I, I don't. I wouldn't be mad if, no. if Miz and Maurice win it, but I. Th- I just think. I just think it's going to be Edge and Beth. Um, yeah. What do you bring? Well, I don't know because Edge just beat Miz at day one, but then again, they do like to have someone like the heel lose two in a row. I think the match will end if it, if it's a clean finish. Then I think Beth gets the win over Maurice. If I'm honest. I think it'll be Beth that picks up the win for the team because it's her first like match 
back in mm. maybe a year or two, isn't it? Since the uh, Mania thirty five, yeah, was the last match I can think. Beth Owen. That's all, that's the last one in mind. She might have had one since then. Um, people correct us if we're wrong on that one, but yeah, that's the last one I remember. But I, I do. I'm going to go for Edge and Beth on that one. Yeah, I'd say the same because only because. But, but it's it's one of those ones where it could go either way, and I wouldn't, yeah. be, I wouldn't be upset personally. No, I wouldn't. No, uh, depending got, on the finish. But it's, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, got Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's title against Dewdrop. Yeah, Becky Lynch is going to take it, but it, it is nice to see Dewdrop challenging. Mm. But I mean, realistically, at the moment, I mean, what have you got in the women's division that, that are going to be credible contenders? On Raw. Do, well, in general, but I suppose you yeah, are on Raw. Dewdrop is absolutely one, but yeah. um, it might just take a bit more time for her to. I think that's the thing. Like, I could see her as the champion, but I just don't see her beating Becky at the Rumble. I just don't see that her time is now, if that makes sense. Like, I, I'm still kind of in that, you know, well, when's Bianca getting it back? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still waiting. Like, I just yeah. feel like we kind of have to do Bianca and Becky at Mania. Uh, I, that's not who I think is going to get them. No, but I, I feel like that should be, because Bianca's not had her retribution. No. But and if if you wanted to, I know it's WWE we're talking about, but I mean, realistically, that I, f- I feel like that would have been the better route. But I, regardless, I think Becky retains. I think Becky. Um, God, we haven't disagreed yet. So. Well, I think it's the wrong matches that will. Really, <laughs> next match is Brock v Big Bob for the WWE title. And I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. Oh, this has been years in the making. Literally, even like the MMA world and wrestling. I know. This has been, and, and Bob touted it as a, as a match that this is one of the things he wanted to come back to WWE for. He, he wanted that match against Lesnar. And realistically, I think if, if this match delivers, I think, I know Bobby Lashley has already been WWE champion now. And actually it was a decent run. I liked it. But I think if he has a really good outing with Lesnar, that's going to solidify Bobby Lashley as a, as a main event guy. And hopefully he just stays in the main event. But uh, do, well, do I think Lashley's going to beat Lesnar? No. It's the finish that's going to... The finish is going to be an interesting one, but I don't think Lashley beats Lesnar. No. I think we're, I think we're probably still going to... If we're going to do the unification match, I think we're going to have that mania and it's going to be Reigns and Lesnar. But if that's so, why, why's the point of the rumble? Well... It's a good point. They might do the unification at Saudi Arabia, but they are doing that limitation chamber. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. If if it's like it's gonna be a SmackDown exclusive, if said like a Raw guy wins or whatever. It just feels like we're not done with Lesnar and Reigns. So like, if we're not gonna have a Lesnar Reigns blow off match at Mania, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm okay if we don't because if Reigns and Lesnar have a match at Mania again this year, how many times is that that they've been that they've wrestled each other at Mania? That'd be the third. Is this the third or the, the fourth? Third. Uh, Mania thirty one. Right. Mania thirty. Three, no, but 34, sorry. So it'll be the third time. But they've had like five or six pay-per-view. That's going to be the big blow-off one for like the reason you said for Roman and Seth, if they're going to say like Roman's never really beat Seth, but Roman's never beat Lesnar at Mania. No. So this is like kind of the Rock and um, Austin thing, isn't it? Yeah. Just not not as big for me, but... I don't know. I, I I still yeah Lesnar anyway. Yeah Lesnar, but I like I said I'm looking forward to it. And funny enough, they're doing a 
they're going to be doing a um, right. yeah they're going to do a weigh in on Raw oh god and it's something I don't usually like but this I I do like only because it's got you whenever they do a weigh in in wrestling it's always like one proper sportsman against a wrestler who's got no like who's never been away from wrestling like mm. it was and there you go go and, and Cody totally. yeah they did a big show and Mayweather but Big Show tried to be going boxing but you know <laughs> But because it's two MMA guys who have also been wrestlers for a long time, yeah. I should like this. I guess so. But you know what my stance is on on trying to incorporate too much MMA into wrestling? It's you just got you got to be careful. With didn't it. they do this with Jericho and Moxley as well? A weigh-in? Yeah. I don't know. They did something. With, they did something with Jericho as a champion. I only remember the the plant. What was it called? Oh. um... <laughs> No, I can't remember. I know you're on about, but I can't remember. I can't remember the plants. No, <laughs> terrible memory. But yeah, no, I, yeah, it will be interesting. I think that this this really could be. Uh, this is a really important match for Bobby, I think. But you know, yeah. I don't think it will hurt him if Lesnar beats him. But Bobby really, uh, you know, honestly, if Bobby wins and takes title off him here, I think that'll be that's that's a good outcome. You do seem to, you do sometimes get a total change at Rumble, but it's, yeah. it's never usually. One of the big... Yeah, you do get, I think, the like Cena against Edge in 2006. Yeah, which then, was questionable. Yeah. Um, you had The Rock beating Mankind at, May, at 19. Uh, 20, uh, 1999, sorry. I think the last one was probably just Triple H winning the Rumble and winning the title. Yeah. Um, I don't well, know. Cena, Cena, against, um, um, Cena against AJ at 17. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you, you don't get that often. You might get, like, the... IC title or like the women's title, but nah. Well, I stick with Lesnar. Yeah, right. We'll do the men's rumble, I guess. Fifth, at the minute, fifteen names have been confirmed, including Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville's there. Anyone that surprised him? Uh, not really. You get like the you, obviously you got the big names like a Biggie, AJ Styles, yeah. Kofi, Kevin Owens. Have you, have you got anyone in there that? You predict that's going to show up at the Rumble. So we both said Veer. Well, you said Veer, but I, said I, I am also saying I think Veer is a good opportunity for them to bring him out. I don't think he'll be 30, but I think if they're going to bloody finally debut him, then just do it in the Rumble. You know how we said Moose could appear? Yeah. Do you think so? No, I don't. I do you don't. think that'll depend on if they are the second match? I I think if we're going to see a crossover outside of Mickey James, I think it's going to be former WWE guys. Oh, yeah. So I think maybe Kurt Hawkins, maybe Matt Cardona. Well, Matt Cardona has said he would come back to WWE, but he had a... On one condition. One condition. I don't know what it was because I never read the headline. I don't. <laughs> you just read the headline. I just read the, I just, that's the thing. I get. I read the headline. Go. Well, it doesn't bother me. I won't look at it. I think. I think. I think both of them have got a good chance if if you're going to have anybody going to the men's. But um, to be honest, I to be honest, I don't know. I think if you're going to talk about AEW, Jericho, we said last week, and Brian Danielson. Um, yeah. But Cody, out of everybody, I, I think Cody would be the one that would be the most interesting, because not only was that is that going to make that Rumble interesting, but I do think that does something for Cody, and then AEW can get something out of that. It's the same as you know for in, this Impact WWE working relationship. 
what's it going to do for impact? Well, again, you know, we, we need to to see how it plays out, don't we? But there has to be something on both sides. It can't just be that impact loan basically some guys out for WWE because that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it has to be has to be someone who worked in WWE. It can't be just some random. No, it can't because they're not. You know, when it's a company that doesn't typically acknowledge anyone else outside of the the company, and realistically, a lot of people that watch WWE won't watch other programs. They won't watch other wrestling shows, no. especially the younger audience. You would you would think. So you know, seeing someone like Moose come out is not going to have that same. Do you know what I mean? Like they they. But the thing is, what what's a shame about it is that it worked with AJ. Yeah, because everyone knew who he was, really. Yeah, the kids again, probably not so much, but oh. the adults did. But the thing is, though, AJ then became like he—he he was entering the company. He was debuting the company. Yeah, and this is—it's not, not going to be the case here, is it? So no, you know, if Moose—if no. Moose comes out, he's not going to potentially, probably not going to have a chance to really showcase what he's going to do. Obviously, in WWE, although um, there is a possibility he might interfere in the or get. Do something with Roman or a Brock. Uh, that's I, I think that's like it's a nice armchair booking stance, isn't it? But it's it's one of those like it's fantasy booking, but I don't think we're gonna. I, I just don't think it's gonna be as as um, big as we think it's gonna be. At least at this point, there might be something to come out of it down the road. But the two reasons to say it is one. I kind of got I got quite excited with it with the AEW when they was first doing it, and it just it never really quite lived up to the expectation for me. No. In terms of it being like a broad thing, like it, it was just you know, it, it it fell a little, it just fell a tiny bit flat, and then this this is WWE, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. But in in terms of anybody else, is there anybody due to come back from injury? Um. Well, Shinsuke probably, but he's been on TV a lot. Mm. Um. Are we going to see NXT two point guys? Well, apparently, Gunther, Gunther, Gunther and Braun. Yeah, I could hundred percent see Braun uh, being in it. Maybe Champa. Like I said, maybe Pete Dunn, but they've already been. Well, mm. I don't think I don't think Champa's been in a Rumble yet, has he? I think he might. I think he might have been. Pete Dunn has. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. There, there is a rumour we might be getting Bray back. <laughs> There's a rumour. I Well, we'll see, won't we? I'm trying to think that someone's been cleared. Booker we'll T, actually, Booker T also been, is someone who's been cleared to wrestle again. So Booker. Corey Graves? Corey Graves cleared. But yeah. Like I say, it depends if... even if I say it depends if he's doing commentary or not. Because we had Michael Cole do it when he's on commentary. But so I'm sure someone had been cleared to come back, but I can't remember who it is. Who do you think is going to win? Honestly, honestly, I've no clue because I'm looking at the names now. I, I think. Do you reckon a good way for us to do it is we'll pick a winner, someone we think is going to win it, but we we can do like a substitute one for someone who's not confirmed. Right. Well, if because it's, it's kind of like a little bonus, you know. Of the names, of the names on the list, of course, there's a Wikipedia, so it might be different. Maybe Big E. Is the Miz confirmed? No, he's not. But they but for a name that's not confirmed, 
I would on I, I, my wild card pick is the Miz. But I always say it depends on the placement on the card. It does, but I, I just think as a wild card pick, I'd say the Miz. Biggie's a good one. I just don't know if out of any of the other names that's confirmed at the moment, there's anyone really likely to win it though. It's a, this is actually a really tough one to call. Mm. Because you, you look at the winner of the Rumble and you look at like, well, what are they going to do at Mania then? And that's already difficult for me because I'm kind of like, like I said before, I feel like we're going to do Lesnar and Reigns. And if Lesnar's still champ or Reigns is still champ, you know, I, I don't know. But I think I'm going to, I think I would say Big E, but my, my, my wildcard pick's Miz. So I don't know if you've got a wildcard pick. I think you probably should have one. Um... Hard to tell because obviously there's someone that's not in it, or, yeah. or confirmed that's not in, uh, not confirmed to be in it. Because obviously, like with the limited amount of people on the shows, um, I can't, I can't give a name. Only that. Well, Biggie's the face pick. We'll have a face when I should have a face when and a heel run, shouldn't I? Because I don't think you I, could do. Um, or we could go really out of left field. Triple H returns, wins the Rumble, but instead of challenging for a title at Mania, he challenges for the company. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Triple uh, H versus Vince and Bruce. Handicap match. The special guest referee, Steve Blackman. <laughs> yeah, Steve Blackman. Every year. It's a good thing you reminded me. Every year. For how many years, Ash? About 10. Literally, it's more than Maybe 10 more now. Than that, it's going to be more. Every single year, I always hold out hope Steve Blackman will enter the Royal Rumble, and yours has been Funaki. Yeah. Kung Funaki, I should Kung say. Kung Funaki, that specific gimmick. And he still works with WWE, I'm sure, doesn't he? Funaki. I didn't think he did, but I could be obviously very wrong. But yeah. But a name. I'm saying Steve Blackman wins the Royal Rumble. A name was not announced. Johnny Knoxville. Steve O. He's announced. Steve O. I wouldn't be surprised if they do bring in a lot of jackass. Yeah, probably. Well, they'll be like ringside, wouldn't they? Mm. Get Fred Durst in there. Why not? Uh, why not? <laughs> um, a name that's not... I don't, I don't know. I don't know who... Fuck it, Veer. You're going to say Veer? Yeah, Veer. Oh, that's, that is... Yeah, that is out of left field. Imagine that. Your debut match, you've been coming for months and months and months and your debut, you win the Rumble. That would go down in history. Yeah. Because honestly, I've got no names in my head that are coming back from injury or like... Yeah. Or you could say... Well, because obviously, yeah, for Jericho, does turn up, they're not going to win. Well, exactly. Yeah. Which I suppose brings us to the women's one. Yeah. 21 names announced. Now, yeah. I mean, Mickey's not going to win it. No. Um, and Charlotte Flair, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, is in it. Is and she going to win it? Well, if she wins it, she says she will pick her opponent... And she's kind of got an rivalry with Lita. Yeah, so that's absolutely, that's kicked off a bit. But then does Lita with the Rumble? Well, the plan well, the plan is that they will face each other at Mania anyway. So do they do it for the title? Possibly. Lita, what if Lita wins the Rumble, takes on Charlotte and loses? Because obviously Lita's not going to take the title. No, she'll do what they did with Trish and Charlotte a few years ago. Um, but Lita, we don't either, because she hasn't had a proper match in so long. She did that comeback when there was the Evolution pay-per-view. And I yeah. had a couple of matches, but she didn't... 
she, when she did the Rumble, the first Women's Rumble, it was different because she was on like a no bump list, I think, but she still did like a moonsault. No, she didn't even fucking run on her head. It's weird. I don't. I just don't. Lita would be an interesting pick, but I, maybe she doesn't win it. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Bianca. Okay, she is listed. I'm going to say Bianca again. I feel like if we're going to do this, let's just let's start again. I'm going. I'm going for Bianca Belair, and my wild card pick is not going to be. It's not someone who's not announced, but my wild card pick is going to be Lita. Okay. Um. Well, my pick is Liv Morgan. That's a good shout as well. I mean, she's been getting a hell of a push. Yeah. Um. And we finally uh, disagreed. I I got if it's a wild card that hasn't been announced, it. A part of me thinks it's going to be Sonia Deville. That'd be a bit of a swerve, wouldn't it? Yeah. But she's kind of in the rivalry with Naomi, so I don't know if that will work. But um, here's something that pissed people off on SmackDown this uh, last episode. Um, Summer Rae appeared. Because she's in a Rumble match. Yeah. And they named her as a legend. I think that's just the name they give for alumni, isn't it? It probably just sounds better than alumni. Uh, if there's... Because there, we had Nikki Ash turn heel on Rhea Ripley, so they'll probably do something on the, uh, at the Rumble match. You have Dana Brooke, who's a 24-7 champion. And she's in a kind of feud with Tamina, so they'll probably do something with that. They're probably going to do... Didn't they do this in the Rumble last year, during the women's as well? There was like some hoo-ha with a 24 title, 24-7 title. It might have done. I think it was. That that I anticipate that will happen again then. The Bellas are back, so they might do something, who knows. But you're saying... Who are you saying to win? I'm saying Liv. So you're win. saying Liv, and who's your wild card? Like a Sonya. And Sonia. Because I think they're going to bring her back permanently. Well. There's also, with the Women's Rumble, they're saying like Donna Parazzo might appear because of the feud with Mickey James. Uh, you might get like a Mandy Rose appear or uh, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. But the name, the name um, that might appear, but I don't know if they will because she's not that known, is Roxy. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't think Ring of Honor. I don't think we're going to see Ring of Honor guys. Well, because she, she's lost the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, but I just she's I had a tryout with WWE it. and it's probably gone successfully. Nah. They might put it like because obviously people like her online. Bailey might be coming back. I like Bailey, but I don't think she's coming back. And I don't think she'll win the Rumble. I think if she came back for the Rumble, she'd be good to win the Rumble, but. Um, I don't know. But is it... It's, kind of, it's Ever since Triple H did it... No, Stone, well, Triple H and Stone Cold were the first people, really, that, that came back from injury to win it. Because it felt like everyone who came back from injury... It's happened a few times, though. Triple H... Edge. Well, Austin, Edge, Cena. Batista, really. Yeah, Batista. Yeah. We will see what happens at the Rumble, and hopefully it will be good. Last year's instalment was was a, was by and large it was pretty decent, but there's no bad bunny this year. No, so. But it, the problem we had last year was it was no crowd. Yeah, no crowd, and it does and take Michael Cole saying it's Christian, he's coming back. <laughs> I think having a crowd for the first time at a Rumble since 2020, yeah, yeah. 2020 is going to be a big deal. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, and we'll see if um, well, uh, there's a good chance that we're going to end up drawing 
predictions then. Yeah, or, or not getting right at all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I would still draw at least. Yeah. But yeah, before, well, in closing for the show, um, of course, we're, we're making our move over into YouTube. 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 Three men, one full video games. We're going to have a, a video coming out very soon. Um, we're going to do the, the tier lists. We're going to be looking at every single WWE video game ever, or as close to it as we can as we can yeah. get, and we're going to uh, do the kind of tier ranking system for them. We're going to include mobile games as well, yeah, because we're glutton for punishment. But um, it goes without saying. Obviously, I've not played every single one ever, I and I. I'm going to try to sort of play. There's there's going to be some that I haven't played that I still own. I just haven't played them in like an age. Um, and there's going to be some I'm going to get my hands on in the meantime um, and just have a play through them. But again, it's, it's it's tricky, and we'll go into it obviously more for the video, but there are some games that are considered like really, you know, they're long-time favourites. Yeah. But if you didn't play them at the time and you go and you're playing them like, you know, in a, in a, in a different kind of era, yeah. you, do, you don't always have that same love for them. So it's interesting how, how we're probably... Yeah, uh, I'm going to give a spoiler already that 2K20 is in the top tier. Oh, well, of course. It was the best game ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about WWE. I'm just talking about like... NBA? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but no, we're going to have that coming and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So it's the first one for YouTube and there's going to be bumps in the road. So um, you'll have to bear with us. And we've, I don't know why we've picked something so massive for the first one. Um, I don't know, but bugger it. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Now, <laughs> We attempt to. We attempt to, yeah. We'll do our best with it. Of course, we're, we're in the build-up for 2K22. And um, obviously, this is going to be the first game they've released, uh, excluding Battlegrounds, since 2K20, that came out in 2019. So, you think about that, the last 2K game came in the in the fall of t- 2019. Yeah. And we're getting this one in March of 2022, where obviously, typically, we, we would get it. Um it always came around um, September, October. October it was always yeah. It, um, Helen and Sarah was always sponsored by the game. There you go, but yeah, and obviously it's been a bit later. That's probably in part due to a lot of the budget cuts and maybe other things. But uh, regardless, it took that longer time out to basically build the game from the ground up. Um, yeah, and the trailer footage does look good, but is that just trailer footage? Yeah, obviously. right, exactly. And there's only one way to find out. That's got to be to play it. But yes. brings us to when the game is out. The next few months, we'll put some more uh, details out there, but uh, we're probably going to be looking at. I don't know what platform we'll do this on yet. It might be Twitch, as it seems like the most likely and yeah. suitable. But um, we're going to kind of open up, hopefully, to the community out there. Um, we're going to have some tournaments. We're going to have some that are going to just be simulated. Uh, we're going to try and get some things going for um, playing online against each other. Really want to get, you know, wrestlers, jump in on it. Podcasters, definitely just jump in on it. Um, a lot of create your own guys for the tournament will have a lot of created guys in there but the idea is is that anybody it doesn't matter who you are you don't have to have a podcast you don't have to be a wrestler anyone that listens to the show anyone that wants to be involved come along get involved um, we're going to put more information out there so do make sure to follow us on social media that's at three men one fall and that's on twitter facebook and instagram information will be posted across all three of those uh, platforms and we will obviously we'll expand on it a little bit more with with the tier list when we have that video up on youtube this um, time next year this time next year but yeah we are looking forward to dropping this one out there and we're going to have um some of our good friends coming along soon as well onto the show and the first name 
will be coming along uh, to review the game with us when it is out for 2K22 is going to be the WrestleManiac. Yeah, I, I feel bad for his parents calling him that. It's um, it's a strange birth name, yeah. but uh, we don't know much about his origins, um, but he is the Masked Fury of Greece. And um, I'm just hoping that when we do this review, he doesn't lay the smack down on our candy asses. <laughs> no, he loves us. And do you know what? We love you as well. And um, thank you very much for supporting the show. You are a top, top boy. And we're looking forward to, to covering that. But when we get to it, I mean, we, you know, we can't obviously include 2K22 in the tier list for when we get to YouTube. But um, early thoughts on it? I'd say the footage looks good, but is that just test footage? It looks like it is in-game footage. They do usually put something yeah. in there it's to the say way, not it's, actual. It's the way that they the wrestlers bump just doesn't look natural. Some of it looks like they float a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Compare it to the ones in the past. The graphics look good. Uh, well, like I said, you can see GM mode is probably going to be the first thing I get on. Um, there's a bit more of a story mode to it, isn't there? Like you have to start in the kind of gyms and stuff. Yeah, and but you play as one of four characters. I understand as Adam Pierce, Sonya, Shane, or Stephanie. Stephanie yeah. yeah. So, not, not Raw SmackDown NXT 2.0. I just I hope that they kind of keep keep it as close to. I know they're going to obviously make changes and whatever, but I'm just hoping that they they get the the, the best stuff from the old GM modes to put in there because GM mode was was brilliant. Oh yeah. Like, it really was fantastic. Um, and ironically enough, obviously put the question up there on Instagram for um, what you think the sort of best and worst uh, sort of WWE games have been so far. The Wrestling Takeover, who you can find again on social media. Just search for The Wrestling Takeover. And again, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but he put out there that the best was SmackDown versus Raw 2006. I like that. Which is the debut for GM Mode. Yeah. So yeah, always got a soft place, I think, um, for me. It improved on on the first one, I think. But again, we can't go into it too much now. No. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is a really good one. I really love that one. The first kind of three to four to two thousand eight were were fantastic. Um, but yeah, least favorite. He did just put WWE two K. So I don't know if it, we're saying two K twenty specifically or just two K the two K series. Some of in general. Good. Not, um, not all of them being wonders. No. And um, th- it's, it's a shame, but it's because mostly they have been the same sort of game. But yeah. this, this time we might see something different. So Hopefully. Well, it's meant to hit different. Yeah. I'm going to hit you different when I spank that ass. <laughs> yeah, add the end of addictions, not just leave it there. Uh, well, and if you would like to enjoy actually getting himself spanked, you can follow us, as I say, on uh, social media at 3Men1Full. And if you've enjoyed today's show, and we do hope you have, uh, please do follow us on whatever platform that you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, Spotify do now have a rating system. Yay. You can rate us as five star. Um, you know, we'd, we would very much appreciate that. And obviously the same goes for iTunes as well. But we appreciate your support regardless. And thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us bloody idiots talk bollocks. But we, t- we told you we would. We told you, we warned you, and we gave you fair warning that we love talking about our bollocks. So, until next time. <laughs> been me, Ash. <laughs> and I've been Russ. Bollocks. See you later, guys. Three men, three men, three men.
Good ball, good ball. I did it, I did it for the people, for the people.